0: Hello, Ducks fans! Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate. Oh, that fade always throws me off. It's a, <laughs> it's a new new thing that our streaming software is done, but I kind of like it though. It, it's nice. It's just not what I'm expecting. I'm, I'm yeah. expecting like bam here here we the, are. You're expecting yeah. the hard cut, yeah? Yeah. Um, how are you doing today, Nate? You you okay? You're looking a little little blue.
1: The lights are a little. Damn actually. I just gotta realize that. I yeah. wasn't that blue before we oh, yeah. started. What's
0: that's yeah. There you go.
1: Oh, they weren't turned down. But I don't know why it's looking like this right now.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It works. Then, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's just like when when you lean back just a tad, you get more of the light on your face, but then when you lean yeah. forward it like your camera adjusts and yeah. Just
1: weird. I haven't like yeah. done anything to it. I don't know. There, I turned up yeah. the lights a little bit. Hey, yeah, but. there you go.
0: Just, just sit up to the table. You know, yeah, have, have some manners. <laughs> I try my best, man. Fuck. <laughs> huh. Anyways, since I already asked you, but in a joking way, how are you doing today?
1: I'm all right. Just getting through the end of the semester. That's that's what we're yeah, the point we're at at this point. So
0: yeah, well, uh, classes are done Wednesday, right? And then it's exams for a week and a half-ish, and then that's it.
1: Yeah, I only have the one exam like in the time period. Everything is before the exam oh, period. That's alright so. then. It is, but it also just like all gets crunched together, right? It's not really yeah. spaced out so much. So it's it, it's it's nice, but it's just a lot of pressure, I guess. Yeah. So. so like
0: you're done earlier in a way, but yeah, it makes for a lot of shit to do. So yeah,
1: and my last exam is like. Like I can take it over a duration of three days, so like the earliest I could be done is the twelfth. So, oh, okay, yeah, we're we're getting there at least. So,
0: yeah, well, that's all right. Yeah. So, what then, about, what about you, the working man? Yeah, that Christmas. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good, just working and attempting to make money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> make enough money for Christmas, so. Nice. Yeah, which is uh, which is good. I'm looking forward to that. It'll be lots of fun. Yeah. So, um, but unfortunately, you know, once you enter the working world, you only get a few days off for Christmas, not like three weeks, and it sucks. I miss that. <laughs> like, can I just can I quit my job in December and then just find a new one every January? It seems exhausting, but like, <laughs> man, <It> does <laughs> yeah, I I miss the I well, I mean, it hasn't even happened yet, but I already missed the the days of like two weeks off over. Christmas. yeah I like don't how, how many weeks
1: so. how, how uh or I guess what like what do you get off
0: uh I haven't just asked like, it yet <laughs> yeah just the Monday Tuesday because Christmas is this is it the Sunday yeah it's the Sunday this year yeah um so then I get the boxing day off for Monday and then the Tuesday off for Christmas technically
1: so you're telling me that when we meet up in our hometown it's that like you're coming from work straight over to I guess we haven't decided who's hosting our little get together, our, our, I guess, yeah, with our, our meds, with our other medicine friends, but, um, you're just going to come straight there and just start pounding back. I love it.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, in, oh no. Yeah. And then it's Christmas Eve the next day, but yeah. Yeah. But that's usually <laughs> when we do our, our family dinner, which should be, <laughs> shouldn't be an issue to, to make, but <laughs> you never know. Depending you on how
1: know. the, depending on
0: how the Friday night goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but we yeah, do, it'll be we good. do tend to go hard for that. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a, yeah, it's always a good time. So, <laughs> um, actually, off air, I've got to I've got to ask you some present questions. All right, but, sounds but good. We'll, we won't bore our audience with that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, if you guys have any exciting, you know, Christmas holiday traditions with uh, family, friends, whatever, just uh, feel free to let us know as well. Maybe you got some some Ducks traditions, some Anaheim. Yeah, ducks traditions. I mean, I mean, if you have like normal duck traditions, like you, what is it, the turducken, the what's the yeah. turkey and the duck and the chicken and the all chicken. stuffed in like yep. those Russian dolls. Yeah, so if you do that, cool. But if you got any like ducks traditions, like you know, your family always goes and splurges on like the right behind the seats um, tickets for like the New Year's Eve game or something like that, then. Yeah, definitely let us know. Send some pics our way at Quack Report Pod. Twitter, Instagram, um, it's where you can do that. YouTube and Twitch at Quack Report Pod as well if you just want to have a good old conversation. We live stream Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific on both of those platforms. It's always uh, fun to hang out there. And um, what else we got? Oh, merch. If you're looking for some last minute holiday gifts for uh, for your friends and family or for yourself, you know. If you're if you're into that as well, TQRShop.MySpreadShop.com or .ca if you're up in Canada. Do we? Yeah. Uh, I, I know we had a, a deal going on for fifteen percent off. Is that what it was for? Um, that deal expires today. So someday. oh, okay. So by the time people hear this, they won't hear. It, but yeah, you know, we we won't <laughs> um, say that there won't be more deals coming down the pipeline in the future. But
1: I am taking a look. If you're international. Um, unless you order premium or express shipping, uh, it's a little late for Christmas. Um, but I'm just going to check for the states, though, in particular.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, you can always do the uh, old print off the web page, put it in a box and wrap the box and then yeah. <laughs> be like, oh, when it gets here, this is your present, but you don't actually get it right away. Okay, so that. for
1: Californians uh specific, you do still have time to get in for standard delivery even. Uh right now the window for standard is the ninth to the sixteenth. So there you go. if uh if you if you are looking for some of that though, um just don't wait too much longer on it, I guess, or it's gonna be cutting it close. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. I will okay.
1: uh I will hopefully have my new uh mighty TQR uh crew neck before uh Ooh, yeah. Uh, before Christmas. So I'll be wearing it out on one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. So I got the I went the I went the, like the full purple on it.
0: Yeah. I, I saw that uh they do ordered that. I, I'd seen the um email notification. I was like, ooh, who's getting our yeah. uh, Mighty merch? And then I was like, <laughs> is this maybe a little preview of what I might be getting? And then I saw that it was you. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, but uh unless it's for me, maybe. I don't know.
1: No, it's for me. It's an extra That's large that. dude. Come on. <laughs> I figured
0: but yeah. Uh and then also just I mean, the, unless uh, you want to be swimming in it. Uh actually it, depending on the fit I'll sometimes wear an extra large. Mostly just for the length but uh oh, Okay, to, fair enough. It's got to it has it, got to be like the long extra large not like the um like the wide extra large because sometimes I bought those and then it's just like a crop top but it's like all the way yeah, out to here on wide. me. Anyway. That's not yeah. what I wanted but uh but depending on the place that I shop at like if it's a more like quote-unquote designer not that i dress super fancy yeah but um but if it's like a more quote unquote like designer place then the extra large is usually the what i get just for the length so there you go yeah um anyways nobody probably cares about that unless they're planning on buying us christmas gifts (laughs) (laughs) so um and then also just a quick thank you to everyone who filled out our feedback form it's uh we've we've closed it off now but we got some great responses and we really appreciate the feedback so thank you to everybody who took the time to uh give us that and we will um yeah look over all the responses and depending on how harsh you guys were might just cancel the show with no notice uh, <laughs> or we'll make some changes and uh or add some new things here and there and and see what you guys uh what you guys have said so yeah, yeah much appreciated for that and um i think that's all we got in terms of the, uh, administrative housekeeping stuff. So yeah, with that in mind, we are going to talk about some ducks games that have happened recently. We're also going to talk not so much about a ducks game that has happened recently because <laughs> what, what is there to say that we haven't said already and why waste our time when we can talk about yeah. slightly more exciting things. Um, and quick side note, we're recording this during the Jets game. It's currently 2 2. Um, number fifty four on the Jets currently look quite unimpressed that he has tied up the game, unless it though they're reviewing it. Okay. So maybe it's not two two. I don't know what's going on. We will <laughs> long story short, we have not experienced this game in full. Um yeah. and because we already have a couple games to talk about, we'll just push it to the next episode. Yeah, we will talk we'll, about the Jets game on Wednesday. Yes, along with the Carolina game that will happen on Tuesday. So for this one, we're talking stars and we're talking wild, and we're going to start in Dallas. Actually, you know what? no, no, this—it's not even worth playing the theme song for. I'll save it for the wild because <laughs> five nothing loss to the Dallas Stars. Um, I when was this game? Is Thursday? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I hadn't turned it on right away, and as soon as I think it was like three nothing at the end of the first or something like that.
1: Yeah, 3-0, or, Yeah, three. Or three nothing at some point,
0: anyways. Yeah,
1: three nothing at the end of the first period. If I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken, just off the top of my head, I don't really want to look at the stats or the game a whole lot more. To be honest with you, if I didn't have to talk about it today, I would have shut it off like halfway through the second period. Yeah. And, like and this you know, game I'll, was fucking horrendous.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll even go a step further once I saw it was 3 nothing because I just forgot that the Ducks were playing. I was like, "You know what? This isn't worth my time. What am I going to yep. take out of this and what am I going to see that we haven't said already?" Because like Yeah. A- unless the Ducks figured out a new way to disappoint me, but I I really would Oh, be maybe shocked.
1: maybe. You never yeah. know. But so. even then do
0: I want to know what that is? Like can be <laughs> Either we way, move you were on? just
1: Either way, you were just like, hey, I'll just let Nate Deal with this. I'll just let Nate suffer on his own. It's all good. So, yeah. uh, in that case, I will even just take on this game on my own if you would like.
0: Be my guest. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we will wrap up this entire Ducks game in let's go minute and a half, two minutes. All right. Okay. Sounds good. You want to set a timer even before? I, for I, it? I, I let's am. See, yeah. Let's see if I can. Let's see if like I'm not gonna like burn through this. Oh yeah. I'll this just will put a stopwatch on just to see. This yeah. is how little time I want to spend on this game. Yeah. And as so okay so for this for this season of the show, right? We know how the team, we, we had an idea what the team was going to be, right? We, um, we saw like the first few games and we said that we were going to, we were going to try to pull out more positives out of this game, out of this, like out of each game as a whole, right? Like we're going to touch on the negatives, obviously, but if, especially if there are things that are kind of repetitive, we're not going to talk about it as much, I guess. So unless it's like really, really bad. For what yep. for a game, folks? This game was nothing but negatives. I could not find a single fucking positive about this game. The only positive, if you want to look at it this way, is that it was worse than the Ottawa Senators game just a couple of nights before.
0: The only positive is that the game ended <laughs>
1: exactly. I I, and I think actually that was something. If I'm not mistaken, that might have been something that the Ronarchy had commented because at the end of each game on uh, on our Twitter account at Quack Report Pod. I will ask for a player of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was the Ronarchy uh, on our oh, Twitter yes, who had who had said uh, the clock for ge- for getting to zero 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 zero. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, I think that was him. Uh, I apologize yeah. if it's somebody else, but yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty that sure. I it could was him. chuckle about it. So yeah. So all right, have you started the timer yet? Uh yeah, you you go going, you're like a minute twenty, but. Oh, okay. Here, let's here let's let's restart okay. it here. Okay.
1: Uh, that and doesn't we'll, count. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll add 15 seconds to it just to for the um okay. Oh. Just for the uh what do you call it the this game is worse than the Ottawa one. Okay. We'll we'll add 15 seconds for that.
0: Okay. You are on the clock.
1: All right. So the Deserve to Winometer as as you know we love the Deserve to Winometer here from moneypuck.com on uh, on our uh, channel here uh 86.2% in favor of the Dallas Stars.
0: Oh, I thought that, now, was, that I, was Dallas Eakins. In, in <laughs>
1: now, I could end that here because that just pretty much sums it up altogether. But because some of you were able to turn off the TV, you're going to sit here and suffer through this with me unless you want to skip forward, which is totally fine. This is pre-recorded. The expected goals, 3.85 for Dallas, 1.43 for the Anaheim Ducks. That sounds like a more reasonable game, I guess, overall. Okay. Now, this game, just the Ducks did not come out to play whatsoever. The San Diego Gulls could have done better. And over this past weekend, um, which we'll get more in depth, I guess, on Wednesday, uh, they lost both games to the Calgary Wranglers, no surprise. um, And I believe only scored one or two games or goals in the first game, got shut out uh, last night on Saturday. Um, That team could have done better than the Ducks did on Thursday against Dallas. It's fucking horrible. To be fair, holy shit, Jason Robertson is good at hockey. Just oh, yeah, point, pointing that out,
0: Cali it's not, boy, not a question.
1: <laughs> all right, like the guy's leading the the league in scoring right now. He's mm-hmm. doing fucking awesome. What, was
0: he at twenty three? Well, I guess he's played since this game, so but yeah. he was at twenty three.
1: Yeah. which is a goal
0: a game. Is that not insane?
1: Yeah, it's nuts. So uh, something else that is just nuts. Uh, Cam Fowler, who is not known for his shooting wildly, uh, led the Ducks in expected goals in this game with uh, his expected goal percentage 43%, his expected goals at 0.67. Which Cam for defense Fowler is led the expected <laughs> goals, everybody. That shows you that something is seriously fucking wrong. Another stat that shows you that something is seriously fucking wrong. Kevin Shattenkirk led the team in shots in this game with six. Oof. They were shitty oh. shots, mind you, but he led the team with six. All right. Ten individual players had a one or higher expected goals against on them individually. This is not a goal like a goaltending goals against. Hmm. It's like that they were on the ice expected to have a goal against 10 players on the roster that night just brutal out of, eight, uh,
0: out of 18 to be yeah or no
1: yeah yeah 18 uh, 18 yeah. skaters and then and then it dropped to 17 because uh Isaac Lindstrom um right yeah uh, fractured his finger in the game so yeah. um speaking of uh captain Shattenkirk a little bit earlier though uh we're going to add Nathan Bolio to that because that line together had a combined time on ice Uh, five on five of 1346 had a goal against and an expected against of
0: 1.5. Hey, that's a, that's better than expected.
1: It's better than expected. But if you look at the expected, the next pairing was Fowler Kulikov at 0.735, who played about two minutes less.
0: How many goals did they have against? Uh, none. I don't believe. Oh, okay. I was going to say, well, maybe Bolu and Shattenkirk had the best, um, like goals saved. Yeah, no, they, they had none against. Whatever. Okay. They had none against.
1: So wow. um there continuing goes that, yeah, continuing on here, uh Stellar's Rocky game, can like considering like what we've seen this season, yeah. right? Um, an eight seventy-eight save percentage. That one's not the like the number that's glaring out. It's the negative one point one five goal save above expected on forty one attempts, right? It's not normally what we're seeing out of uh Stellar's. The thing for me though, three of the five goals were low danger attempts. Mind you, he did not really have any help in front yeah. whatsoever. As the entire area under the hash marks, the Dallas Stars were able to generate five plus chances. That's it. Over the entire area under the hash marks <laughs> between the circles. Wow. Fucking horrendous. Um to wrap this all up, I have this. One statement here, and it does kind of lean into my thought process from the episode before, two episodes before, I guess. After everything this team has gone through and the losses that this team has had even like this season, right? Like, sure, we've all been kind of calling for it. I don't care that the Dallas Stars were sitting first in the Central Division, fifth in the league heading into this game. This game was so fucking brutal that this game alone should be the reason that Dallas Eakins and the rest of his coaching staff are gone. Mm. There was nothing from anybody in this game at all. I don't care how how the game against the Wild went, which had a lot more positives, but still glaring weaknesses that, yes, I get it. The team is rebuilding, right? But this was fucking awful. And again, I sat through this entire thing. I would have rather have been in my class, to be honest with you. (laughs) And I suck with night classes. This was God awful. Absolutely brutal. So that's all I have to say about this game. Uh, We can move on to the Minnesota wild game now, unless you have anything you want to add. But I am. Yeah, that was
0: Um, was fucking bad. Only thing I have to add is that was five minutes, 44 seconds. You said add 15 for the other part before. So six minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, that was I, a lot I, less painful than two and a half hours of yeah. actually watching the game. So
1: yeah. And I, and I, I would not be surprised with the what three and a little over a quarter seasons now that we've done, I guess mm-hmm. um, if that was the shortest that we've ever talked about a game
0: at all. Uh Yeah, probably, probably pretty close. That's so, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, and that's not even banging on those
1: negatives. Like that's just this is what it was. It was fucking bad.
0: Yeah, and I mean we've talked about all those things before, anyways, right? So yeah, it's, yeah. The only um, po-
1: sorry, I will one thing actually that's not in the notes. The only positive that came out of this game was the jersey matchup. It was a sick.
0: Matchup. <laughs> it was a it was yeah.
1: a it was a it, great looking product, like visually appealing. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, though, unless you're a Stars fan, then you fucking love this game, right? Uh, yeah. starca- sarcastic remarks are uh, uh, the Dallas Stars podcast and the hockey podcast network. There, they even like tweeted at us of like, man, we like we enjoyed this game, but like we feel bad for you guys. So, um, shout out to those guys as well. Go check them out, but uh, yeah,
0: just go blow up their, their podcast bad. with one star reviews about how Jason. No, Williams don't do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> don't joking, do that. kidding.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about the Minnesota Wild game
0: a little yeah, bit more. Okay. This game is actually deserving of that awesome pump-up music. So, um, well,
1: as deserving as a loss is,
0: (laughs) yeah. In terms of the standard that the Ducks have set, this is deserving. Yeah. Um, If this one was a five-four shootout loss to the Minnesota Wild, so Ducks not able to get it done in overtime, um, which obviously means you probably are going to lose. But overall, it wasn't a terrible game. Like we gave a consistent effort through all three plus periods, I would say. Yeah. Um, it it really could have gone either way. It's just, I think, honestly, I think that to sum this up in one sentence, since you tried to do that, not tried, you, you did it with uh, the last one, the last game. If I could sum this one up in a sentence, it came down to the Wild having that... I don't even want to say veteran presence because they're still a pretty young team, but that experience of um, closing out games and um, and playing without the lead, playing from behind, and, and just knowing what it takes to finish and get a win in the National Hockey League. Yeah, not. I mean, obviously the Ducks have experienced players as well, but as a team, they don't have that experience, and I, I think that that was kind of the difference in that is just the difference in experience between the two teams. Um, and and that contributed to the ducks lack of ability to close this game though.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. So it's, you you do have those veteran guys, right? Like a strong Vitrano, Fowler on the back end. If you want to throw Shaddenkirk in in there. Yeah. Gibson. Um, yeah, Uh, yeah, I guess Klingberg didn't play in this game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, then you do have a lot of young guys though that are leading a bit more of the charge, right? And your Zegris, Terry, um, McTavish, right? Like those yeah. younger guys for sure. So, or the guys that are like kind of up and down uh, between the A and uh, the NHL and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's a yeah. it's a mix for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, I guess when you're kind of at the point of relying a little like a little more heavily on some of the younger guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um in certain times. We'll say that. Yeah. because uh, it's definitely not all the time. Um yeah, I can definitely yeah, it's I can see your point for sure. So
0: Yeah. Um that was very long
1: winded. I apologize for that I was trying no, it's to figure my, out what the hell I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I
0: it took me a little bit to get there as well. So it happens. But um yeah, I, I mean I guess we'd start with the some of the advanced stats that you uh have up here as well, just to give another general picture of the game.
1: Yeah, so this one was pretty even to be honest with you. Uh Anaheim mm-hmm. at 51.8% in favor to win the game. Uh the expected goals, Anaheim four point five seven to Minnesota's four point two. Like it was very close mm-hmm. all around. Both teams were trading chances. The goaltending stats um At least in terms of like expected, um, are pretty close as well. I think both guys were just negatives, um, or, or positives, I guess. Uh, yeah. Gibson was 0.2, um, and Gustafson was 0.57. So nothing like crazy out of each guy, right? Like both just did their jobs well, I would say.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Both had some stellar. Saves in this game, both goalies, like from what I remember, faced quite like a fair number of shots and like good chances as well. Yeah, like,
1: Gibson, uh, including the overtime, right? Uh, Gibson had 49 shots against and a 918 save percentage, um, <laughs> to add to his uh, and then to add four penalty minutes,
0: right? As well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which... Well, on, only two of them were because he got angry.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other one had a lot of people going, that's a rule, including myself, actually. And I yeah, like, to think, like I, I like to think I know the rules pretty well. Even that one, I was mm-hmm. going like, wait a second, hold on. And I texted you, and like as I was texting you, I was pulling up the rule book actually to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, I did. I think I, I have it here. If you missed, I did share it on our Twitter as well. Um, but if you guys didn't see it, um the reason that John Gibson got a penalty. Uh, with what nine seconds left in overtime, so,
0: there, yeah, something like that, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, uh, rule 67.3, uh, which is the section for minor penalty to a goalkeeper. Um, the entire object, uh, or the object of this entire rule is to keep the puck in play continuously, and any action taken by the goalkeeper which causes an unnecessary stoppage. Uh, must be penalized without warning. So this so 67 is under like delay of game. Uh, mm-hmm. So a delay of game penalty shall be assessed to a goalkeeper who, Then we're just going to jump down to subsection three throws the puck forward towards the opponent's net. Now this one would be, um, this would have been disregarded had a Minnesota wild player first touched the puck, um, which is in the, in the note here
0: um, in the rule book. Mm-hmm. Um, Until yeah, was, Anaheim had touched the puck, I think. Yeah, like it's, it's, yeah, it's Anaheim, still like the delayed thing. But um, is it not? Or did I? Maybe I misunderstood that part. But
1: oh no, you are. Yeah, you are right. It, it does just become a delayed penalty. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I just I just read it again. I was like, oh yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a penalty either way, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was not something I. Uh, I guess you don't really normally see the goaltender like throwing the puck forward i guess too often but it, yeah. it just kind of makes it the, the wording i guess kind of does make it that um because you, you see goalies will like you not like, like overhand it, throw like. it like gibson did but kind of yeah. like toss it either to the side or behind the net right especially mm-hmm. in like um the 80s that was a big thing and you see that a lot with overtime now like with three on three overtime right you see that a yeah. lot um but yeah i guess you don't normally see a Kind of thinking about it, yeah, you don't normally see goalies throw the puck forward too often. I'm
0: I'm trying to think if I've (laughs) seen them like almost like the motion you do when you're bowling, right? Where you kind of underhand toss it, but it's more of like a a roll or a slide. I'm trying to think of it. Or like a a
1: frisbee toss almost. Yeah, just like flicking the wrist, like
0: something more underhand. I'm trying to think, and I feel like I have, but it might only have been in the context of like to the side or like Maybe a little bit forward, but it's where the ref is like. Obviously, you're not trying to like, you know, hail mary down the ice. It's like a here you go, or they'll (laughs) throw it ahead of them and then hit it with their stick kind of thing. So it's it's a little different that way. But yeah, it's just I don't know. And and also, honestly, I think it was not even something Gibson was planning to do, because I think he was going to play the puck as a goalie normally would. But I don't even know who it was. Somebody was pressuring him, and then yeah. he kind of went to dodge it. And then as his arm was up, he was like, "Oh, I might as well just throw it." And then,
1: yeah, okay, like I did. Th- that's kind of what a it looked like. Connection was... on there, so
0: yeah. yeah. Was, so it, yeah, it was yeah. It was just a weird play overall. Um, nine seconds left in overtime. It's not really gonna matter. Like, yeah, we had we were on the power play, but we would have had chance for. A rush going the other way, maybe three on
1: three. That's all it did. So
0: yeah, Yeah. so like not the The, end of the world.
1: Yeah the the downside to it is that you're giving uh, the other team a offensive uh, face off, right? So that's the that's the only like that's a negative side to it, I guess. But nine seconds, yeah, they were able to to make it work. So um, if anybody's curious um, as to the other four reasons that a goal you would have the delay of game uh, holds the puck with his hands for longer than three seconds unless he is actually being checked by an opponent. So that's where you get your puck freezes from mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> deliberately holds the puck in any manner, which in the opinion of the ref causes an unnecessary stoppage uh, drops the puck into his pads or onto the gold net. Or um, And this one, I, I read it and I started laughing right away actually and I'll say in a second, deliberately piles up snow or obstacles at or near his net that in the opinion of the ref would tend to prevent the scoring of a goal. Now I laughed at that part right away because I thought right away to a application of this that the refs got ahead of mm-hmm. um, before play started. I think this was when Marc-Andre Fleury was still in Vegas, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they had pulled him for I I don't know if it was like a, like kind of like a similar situation to Minnesota where there was like an offensive chance in overtime, so they threw him on the mm-hmm. bench kind of thing, or just like a like just to um get the extra attacker to tie it up or something like that. Anyway, before he had left though, he did take the paddle and just put like a a line of snow at the top of the crease.
0: Just to like slow the puck down. It it wasn't
1: a whole lot, but like just kind of with the idea of of yeah, slowing the puck down. And the ref saw it, went over to the bench and like told Flurry, like, no, dude, you can't do that. And they like brushed it away. Yeah. And then Flurry, like, has the gl- has his glove over his face. And you can just, like, he's just hiding his laughing, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck. I got caught kind of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> like, just right away, my mind went to, oh, yeah. I, okay. I, I've seen that before. But because they caught it before play started, no penalty on the play.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, you, you even, I even had to chuckle at like the dropping it down your pads one, because yeah. I was like, "I there's no way that somebody thought of that. And they're like, oh, we better put this in here because goalies are sneaky little bit like bitches, right? <laughs> it's like, somebody had to have done that like way back in yeah. the day. And they were like, fuck, get the pencil out. Like, we gotta, we gotta, we add, gotta add this, this in. Part yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. so. so. But yeah, the the, some of the when you actually get into the rule book, there's some funny like little sub notes in there. But
1: there's okay, so like out of those two, there's like the drop the pucks and like drops the puck into his pads, where I'm like, yeah, okay. The petty one though is onto the top of the net.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just
1: the the show of yeah, no, we're not doing this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um to get uh to get back to this game though, the um yeah, lots of players had uh fantastic games. Um, I mean, who else besides the THZ line, Terry Henrique Zigris and Mason McTavish as well, um, having phenomenal stats? They looked they all looked great, and I mean, that's really the only way Ducks are going to be in a game, I think, is when those guys are going because that's your top line plus your fourth best player, probably. Well, arguably third best player over Henrique, but.
1: Yeah, the uh yeah, the THZ line uh all between 70.7 and 74.4% for their expected goals uh oh, or nice. expected goal percentage. Uh the line uh itself had the highest expected goals for at 5 on 5 with 0.482 which you would like for that to be a little bit higher but you know, it'll... when the
0: bar is this low that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So and with how penalties were like kind of stacked on each other with like 4 on 4s and that kind of thing right like
0: it's not that, it does have much time it,
1: yeah. i guess so um yeah. how much time did that line have actually at 5 on 5 they had 12 24 and that's leading forward lines uh for the ducks on 5 on 5 so that gives you an idea like normally you're seeing that for 15 minutes or more kind of thing yeah. so
0: yeah and i mean those guys still got the time on the ice just on the power play rather than five yeah or. Five, so.
1: Exactly. So yeah. yeah, for that literally for that entire line, out an extra minute fifty. Um, oh yeah, and in, in power play time. So um, and Mason McTavish led in the expected goal percentage category. Like again, this guy is just buzzing around the net. Mm-hmm. Um, just couldn't put the puck in, but he did still manage to get uh, two assists on the night. Um, yeah, the fact that the guy had two shots in the game and his expected percentage was eighty six point eight one. Yeah, right. That's and his expected goals of two point one three, just yeah, wasn't. Are... Yeah, just had great chances and got robbed, unfortunately, on them. So
0: yeah, this phenomenal game by yeah, Mason
1: me, yeah, McTavish, yeah McTavish, so. McTavish is looking really good, and he got decent time as well in this game as well. He got uh, a little over fifty seconds of power play time, um, and uh, which isn't a whole lot, but it was. Yeah, the THZ line with Fowler got a minute fifty. Uh McTavish got I think it was fifty-three seconds off the top of my head. And nobody else had power play time. Like I said, like the penalties were all like coincidental and stacked and that kind of thing. So and, yeah, and we actually the, had
0: power play goals too. Yeah, the you know, so like the, two like of like them? the
1: yeah, so the minutes were odd. So but yeah, the fact that um we'll say those four guys, if we're eliminating McTavish from the equation, the guys that specifically got exactly a minute fifty of power play time in that time got two goals. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's a lot. A- against
0: not a bad uh penalty kill either. I think when I looked uh last night or I guess yesterday afternoon during the game, they were like ninth I want to say. Yeah. In the wild were in penalty kill, so as we talked about last time where we were only seeming to score against the worst penalty kills in the league. We actually got a couple goals against a really good penalty kill, so that's going to be good confidence-wise for the team moving forward, or, or for the special teams moving forward. But yeah, um, we it, shall it, see what happens if that carries over. I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, if you if you want to look at one thing for the offense overall, we'll say whether it's on the power play or five on five, however you want to look at it. Um, all four ducks goals. Uh, actually, first. Two of them were rebound goals. So that's getting Mm -hmm. in front of the net and creating like getting chances off the second opportunity there. Yeah. All four goals were high danger were high danger chances. That's That's what you want to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You want to see them capitalizing on those opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So and having, you know, seven
1: high danger shot attempts even and capitalizing on four of them. That's 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 good. I like to see that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure um yeah what else do we have here um a positive but a negative i guess almost depending on how you want to look at it uh the power play was the thing that like really kept us in this game scoring wise like we said it, mm-hmm. they capitalized on two of three chances but when two of your four goals are on the power play right whereas for minnesota uh they went one for two on the night um yeah, like I said, you can look at that as a positive, but also as a yeah. as a negative in a way. I don't know.
0: It's Maybe off. I have a tendency <laughs> to look at it more as a positive because this team's power play has been so bad. Um, yeah, over the last couple I'm kind of, of years. Too. Yeah, but um, I, I do think, to some extent, the difference between a um, like an average team in the NHL and a a good or a really good team, like a contender, um, perennial contender, kind of. Um, I, I really think the difference between those two is a good special teams. Um, like, yeah, obviously you want uh, like five on five scoring to be good. You want your penalty p- kill to be good. You want your power play to be good. All that stuff. But when you're looking at average teams, like those um, those bubble teams or those wild card teams, and compared to like division champs or like the the guys that are in contention for those, I, I really do think that over the course of a season. The teams that are higher up in the standings generally are the better, um, like special teams or or power play teams. And and I have no stats to back that up. That's really just like kind of my belief, I guess. Um, Yeah. My theory that if you don't have a good power play, you're not going to be one of those top teams in the NHL. Um, you would have to just be an absolute anomaly where, like, you were just. Disgusting at five on five, but I think with the salary cap and parity and all that stuff, it's really hard to have that far and away better five on five scoring than the majority of the league. You can definitely have worse five on five scoring, yeah. But um, but once you hit those average teams, it, it everyone's kind of in the same ballpark. So that's where the pe- the power play really steps up. So not saying that oh we went two for three on the power play, sick. Um, this is this means we're like a cup contender because look at where we are. Look, <laughs> yeah. look all Not the way to the bottom, there we are, right? <laughs> but if our power play does start to click, um, having a good power play, even when the Ducks are as bad as they are, will really help us in the future as we're building the chemistry with the team and um, getting better at five on five because yeah. it's just kind of one less thing to worry about. So, yeah. I, Anyways. Long story short, I think it's a positive for multiple reasons. There, yeah, exactly. And if your power play can win you games, you're doing well. So, yeah,
1: um, I don't know. Let's see what else we got. Uh, let's go back to Cam Fowler. Sure. Um, power play goal for this guy. His yeah. is, that, is that his first thir-
0: of the year? First power uh, play goal of the year?
1: I believe his first power play goal of the year. Um, let me double check that. But yeah, he's got three goals and 13 points on the season now. So. Yeah, like we said, or like, I guess, like I said (laughs) during the Dallas part of the show, um, not really known for his shooting, right? So, but uh, yeah, Fowler just kind of, yeah, he just let that one rip there on the power play, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, he does have a power play goal against St. Louis on the 19th. That was the, uh, it doesn't even, it's not even showing me the score here unless I'm blind, but
1: yeah, one of the games against St. Louis. Um, Sorry, okay, I'm taking a quick sidetrack from this game here because just St. Louis, we know I'm not a fan especially of, uh, and I don't think a lot of people are at this point, Uh, Jordan Bennington.
0: Oh, sorry, hold that thought. It's coming up later. It's coming up later. It is coming up later. So the little tease for everybody.
1: Did you have it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. You, okay, now I, okay, now I see it. I didn't yeah. see that you put that in there. Okay, sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. All right, I will bite my tongue until then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's kind of reminded me, and I'm like, I want to fucking vent here it's, for a second. Oh,
0: yeah, it's, it's going to be a discussion. So, um, <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah, I, I figured because I knew it was going to come up again later, we could we could postpone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, uh, let's speed this up then to get to that. Um, the shootout lineup wasn't horrible, I
0: yeah. guess. Kirk is in the lineup, and he's not like playing a, in the shootout. It's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you want to have like a a slighted positive in a way
0: towards um, Dallas Eakins.
1: Yeah. Uh, Zegras, McTavish and Strom were the three guys who shot uh, uh-huh. Zegras had uh, going into this. Uh, Zegras had a goal and two points on the night and an expected uh, goals of 1.654. So Zegras was feeling it for this game as well. Oh yeah. Um, McTavish. Obviously we were talking about him earlier. He was around the net, right? Um, he didn't score on his attempt, unfortunately. But again, guy had two assists on the night. Still a great game out of him. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Strom also didn't score on his attempt, but had a goal earlier in the game as well. So yeah, like that was a solid lineup, I think, to to put mm-hmm. out there. Honestly, that's, if you that's went probably who f- I
0: would have picked. Yeah,
1: if you went to the fourth round, would have been Terry. Would have been my hope.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. How did I forget about Terry? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, because you do want to save those good guys for the later rounds if it does get to that point. So I I think that was actually a smart play to save Terry for that fourth round. Yeah. And uh, and from what I remember, he's not like fantastic in the shootout either. He's not fantastic, but he he, like he like he scores, but he's not like yeah. yeah, It's not like Ziegris, who's basically the closest thing to a lock for the shootout that you can get.
1: (laughs) Ziegris loves his move. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. How many times is he going to do that and score on it? And like, and goalies just don't figure it out. Like, off
1: the top of my head, he's already done it three times twice against San Jose. I'm trying to remember the game against Boston because that one went to a shootout, also.
0: Yeah. I, I'd, I I'd have to go back
1: and look, but like, yeah, one was
0: too long ago to remember. At least
1: three of five that I'm thinking of, he did the exact same move and scored on it. So, yeah, I fucking love it. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else did I... Okay, I guess to kind of round it off for myself, mm. the team did play a lot of... I mean, the bar was pretty fucking low after Dallas. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the team did play a lot better, a lot tighter just overall defensively, offensively, just everywhere. There's the bad bounce off of Jones for the first goal against. That actually, what was it? I think it was off of Leeson on the cross, like, on the cross pass, the blue line,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it might not have been Leeson. It went off somebody there, then like so, ricocheted off one duck, came back, hit Jones in the skate, and went into the net. Like, yeah. you couldn't draw that up if you wanted to, right? Yeah. Like, shit happens, right? It, it yeah. sucks that, of, of course, it's the first goal against and is against the Ducks, right? But mm-hmm. that was the one where I was just like, I saw it again and I'm like, yeah, no, ne- never, never mind. Um, (laughs) yeah, but, uh, just, yeah, kind of what we were talking before of like just the, to close out a game there. Yeah. This team just cannot hold a lead Mm -hmm. to save their lives when we've seldomly had one this season. Um, ducks had two leads in this game. The longest one was the first one, uh, for six minutes and 26 seconds. That's it. So, yeah. Uh which was the up 3-2 to tied 3-3 um that was from the 19 minute mark of the second period to the 5:26 mark of the third period. Yeah, okay. Um like 5 minutes 26 seconds into mm-hmm. the third period. Um Yeah.
0: Which again, yeah, I think <laughs> is more of a credit to the Minnesota Wild um and and just their their dominance. Um like yeah, we said they're only uh they they were out of a wild card spot and now they're in a wild card spot I think second in the yeah. in that in the west but like they're I, I think they just had a bad start and like they're off to a they're on a tear now like I think as we're recording that last I saw they were up like 4-1 5-1 now against the Dallas Stars who just shit stomped us and have been doing the same thing to the rest of the league for a good part so like the yeah, Wild no, are you know, starting to figure it out again and um, yeah currently 6-3-1 yeah. and one in their last 10 yeah, there you
1: go. So they, and will probably be uh, higher, I guess. Yeah, um, seven something and something in their last ten is my guess, without ac- actually looking at it and figuring yeah. it out beforehand. But,
0: but, but either way, they're they're a lot better of a team than their record is showing. Um, the fact that we were even in this game at any point is astounding to me. The fact that this but, was an
1: even game throughout it. Pretty yeah. Much. Right.
0: Um, and it's not like the Wild had a bad game because Gibson faced forty nine shots too, right? But like, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think that the inability to hold a lead is as much of a credit to the Minnesota Wild's ability to um, erase a deficit as it is the Ducks' inability to hold a lead. So the yeah, both both of those are at play. But yeah, um, it was uh, it was not expected to be a win. The fact we got a point out of it. Um, I'm happy. <laughs> Moral <I guess>. victories. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for a rebuilding team, you know what? We'll take it. Yeah, but, and again, especially considering the massive goose egg that we laid in against Dallas. So
1: yeah, um, fucking Kabrizov, man.
0: <laughs> Dude, so the one, good, the, man.
1: the one who tied the game at uh, at four there with like two and a half minutes left. I love watching that yeah. guy until he's playing Anaheim or Calgary. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, yeah. get the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kid kid's good. It's absolutely nuts yeah. to watch him play. And yeah. Can we call him kid? I think he's the same age as us. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it's just weird because he only came into the league a couple years ago. Two years? Three years? Three years ago. This is or this is his third year. But yeah, no, he's the same age.
1: I'm pushing at calling him kid because I'm a January and he's in April.
0: Yeah. So there I you go. For,
1: what, four months on him? <laughs>
0: Yeah. What what day in April?
1: Twenty-sixth.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wild. Absolutely insane. <laughs> I always forget like how old like some of these players are and like how so- how young some of them are too. So it's just like weird yeah. that some of them are the same age as us.
1: Yeah, I had a um what was it? I was looking at uh something for Connor Bedard today I was checking out. Yeah. And like saw that he's like a two thousand five.
0: Yeah, like
1: what? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, my sister turns 18 in that, 15 days uh, as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, that already is like the fuck. And then it's like, oh, yeah, no, like, kids my sister's age are getting drafted into the NHL. And I'm like, uh,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Yeah, well, we were talking about Connor Bedard in a group chat. Yeah. That, that, where, and so I I think I know that's that's why I think you were looking up his age potentially but yeah it's it's just nuts that the kid's only 17 and like he's basically like the like half of the revenue stream for the WHL right now like yeah there was (laughs) uh it's crazy
1: when was it was it last week I think uh a reporter had asked the GM slash coach of the Regina Pats where Bedard is playing right now mm-hmm. um, if he was considering trading for him because you do get that I mean we even saw it with Mason McTavish um, between uh, who was that, Peterborough and uh, Hamilton there yeah um, for junior hockey if you trade a guy like that to a team that you know is trying to push for like a, a national championship right trying to push for yeah. the Memorial Cup um, those teams get a lot back like like if you like if you like mm-hmm think of like trades in the NHL that are like massive, like, Oh, you're getting like a shit ton of draft picks and prospects, maybe like a couple roster guys even. Right. Yeah. Junior trades are just unworldly. If you're trading somebody like, let's let's even just look at like Mason McTavish kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, you know what, let me try to find what that trade was actually here. Um, just so we know. Yeah. uh, Cause it was a, it was a good haul. Yeah. Um, And then take whatever you would get. Like, this isn't even a slate of McTavish. This is just a, like, how good Bedard is the junior level, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, Take probably whatever McTavish is here that I'm about to read and uh, double or triple it um, and change some of the picks here to first round picks. Yeah. All right. So the. So between the Hamilton Bulldogs and the Peterborough Peets, um, this was, oh, when was this? Uh, January 9th of 2020 here. Or 2022. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, so Hamilton received Mason McTavish. Alright? That That's yeah. that's what they got. They got their guy. The Peets received two roster players in Jonathan uh, Mailey and Alex Far End? If I'm saying that right. Okay. And then the picks are as follows. A second round in 2022. Another second round in 2022. uh, Two third rounds in 2023. uh, A third round in 2024. And a conditional fourth in 2025. Wow. (laughs) Now, Bedard will get a shit ton more. Yeah. Than that. He will get. Multi, like whatever first round picks that team has for the next f- f- like two three years
0: yeah probably yeah probably right? some seconds second, in there as well and, like... and
1: third round picks right yeah. on top of like some roster guys so for mm. for junior it's you can get a lot for these guys that are about to get like that are that are about to not really be around anymore i guess yeah um and uh so anyway yeah so the The GM coach was asked about that. And uh, he basically just (laughs) said, like, fuck no, we're not. (laughs)
0: Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) So, and, which, like, I don't know. It seemed kind of split, actually, between, like, the, like, between Pats fans. Mm Because it was like, well, like, that would really set us up, like, the team up for the future. Yeah. And then the other half was going, like, yeah, but he also knows that if he does that, revenue for this season especially drops dramatically.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If they do trade him, it's going to be... I think the trade deadline's January-ish for the yeah um for those the junior leagues. If they do, it'll be like the day before, so they can milk as much possible revenue as they can. Um, yeah. for Pat's games, and then and then they'll send him somewhere else. They, I, they actually talked I'm, about it on Thirty Two Thoughts. There's a really good discussion actually, on that. Okay. Yeah, if you I haven't had a listen to it, I've been, been it,
1: behind but, on it. So
0: yeah, no, and, and anyone, anyone else listening as well uh, would recommend they have, especially because Jeff Merrick is very in tune with the junior, junior league. Yeah. He he provides some really good insight there that I could just regurgitate, but I could also <laughs> just say go listen to that, and we could talk about something else. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I am hoping to uh. Because like the guy plays in the league that like is constantly around us, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um and I will be actually just like an hour away from uh Regina over Christmas actually, or for like just oh, after Christmas, right. visiting my yeah. girlfriend's family. So I did ask her already and like we were looking at it. We just hadn't like bought tickets yet. I think we were just trying to see if uh her uh sister and uh and husband wanted to go with us, or like just kind of like see if anybody wanted to go with us first before we bought tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did say, hey, so uh, the, the Pats are playing the Brandon Week Kings, which we will bring up as well, by the way, um, later in the show. Um, I was like, they're playing on the 28th. You think we could go to Regina and watch this game so I can go see Bedard for $30 before I have to pay minimum $100 to go see him? <laughs> $100? <laughs> 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 That'll be for press-level tickets in, like, Calgary or
0: something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Because, but Christ, the scalpers will be all over that. It's oh, like, as soon as those tickets go on sale, every single game Bedard is in, they're yep. buying up those tickets, quadruple the price.
1: 100%. It'll, yeah. it'll be and, the equivalent of, like, McDavid coming to town or Crosby or Ovechkin. Yeah. Oh,
0: I mean. God, could you imagine the price for, like, say, uh, Bedard going to Edmonton or, like, Bedard going to yeah. Pittsburgh or, or Pittsburgh coming to wherever... Bedard goes, like, those matchups of, like, Bedard and then McDavid, McKinnon, Crosby, Ovechkin, like, other star players, Yeah, it's going to be absolutely nuts. Just yeah. insane prices exactly. for those tickets. So, like, we're, but, we're talking, like, hard, hundreds for the nosebleeds, even.
1: Yeah, if he doesn't get selected by Vancouver, um, Bedard going to Vancouver will be a massive ticket, because he's from the area. Right. So, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So if uh, again, I'm, like, I'm really hoping that we grab these tickets. We just, we just haven't like done it yet, basically. Yeah. Um. So should we go to this game? Uh, I will be taking a Ducks jersey, taping Bedard '98 to it. Um, Fuck, get him to sign it. <laughs> just hang it over <laughs> the glass during warmups. <laughs> get him to sign the piece of tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I will be. Uh yeah, I'll I'll grab some pictures and post them on like the TQR account or something like that'd, that. That'd be good. Is there is there a ducks game on the 28th, actually? I might not be uh tweeting about those games. I might be just tweeting about uh hopeful Anaheim duck uh Connor Bedard, who is keeping tabs on us because uh I think somebody somebody had uh, noticed. Us as on... in the quack
0: report or us as in the Anaheim Ducks? As in the Anaheim Ducks. Sorry. Oh yeah.
1: Um because uh he is Kind of keeping tabs. Uh, I think it was in the NHL account or the Ducks account. One of them and shared Zegers' shootout move, and somebody noticed that he was one of the one of the likes in there. <laughs> so he's he's keeping an eye out as to who he might go to. So and, and again, have way
0: too much time, man. That's
1: <laughs> well, it it does just show um like on Instagram, it does show like any mutuals who like oh, it. Guess. It'll show yeah. you like a like a few, and then um, if you, I mean, if you just click into the likes, you it'll pop up yeah. with like. Who yeah, you yeah. know that uh, like like the first kind true. of thing. Yeah, so, I guess. Yeah. But um or who you follow, I guess. But uh yeah, I don't know. I still think like Bedar would be the perfect fit. Like like stepping back from you know talking about the ducks so much, Bedar would be a great fit in Anaheim just for the guys that like he's played with for international tournaments and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And the type of skill that's going to be coming up through the Anaheim Ducks ranks. Oh, for here. sure. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we'll get to that a little bit later along with some conversation about Mason McTavish too. Yeah. So, um, but I think... Um, I mean, we haven't talked about this game for the last ten minutes, so I'm assuming we're done with it. So I think,
1: uh, yeah, I think we are. Yeah, the, uh, the last thing I had was just like the they can't hold the lead. So yeah, yeah, we're all okay. good on the
0: Minnesota game. <laughs> okay. Um, in that case, let's take a quick break here, and then on the other side, we'll hit some news, uh, upcoming games, and then uh, as Nate mentioned, we've got uh, some uh, Brandon Wheat Kings related uh, bonus. What's quacking for Sunday here? So uh, we'll see, you guys, in just a minute here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Alright, so we have more injuries to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> Yay, injuries. Uh, John Klingberg placed on IR on Friday with a lower body injury. He has not played uh, this, well, this game against Winnipeg is his fifth game out, so it's been over a week now, I guess. Here I have the games up. So he last played against the Ottawa Senators. Is that right? think so. Or, Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would be the Senators. Or left that game. I don't remember exactly how it is, but still not sure what's going on there. All we know is lower body injury. He was day-to-day. Um, With him being on an IR, it's um, it, it's really just a, a move that they did because he was out for longer than a week. So he yeah. did it. He can come back whenever still. It doesn't change anything.
1: But... Day-to-day change to IR. That's a oh, okay. This is a lot worse than we thought.
0: Yeah, I... <laughs> Um, I, I guess the only benefits you get from IR is the ability to call, or like call guys up from the AHL to add on to your roster. Is that right? Because if he's day to day, he still counts against your 23 man roster. Yeah. But if he goes on IR, he yeah. doesn't. That's is that it? Yeah.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. And or, then
1: or, I, or, no, sorry. Okay, I think you're right against the roster, and then I think it's against the cap is when they go is
0: it's, it's, LTIRs it's LTIR against the cap. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, and then Isaac Lindström placed on... Um, I, actually, I don't know if it's IR, but he's out with a fractured finger for six weeks after blocking a shot against the Dallas Stars there. So um, tough luck for him. Sucks that he's going to miss out on some time because I thought he was looking good so far this season. But um, yeah, yep. tough nubs, one might say. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts on the on the, those guys being out? I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh um i don't know i guess like Klingberg is i'm like on the fence about it because it's a, it's a veteran yeah. guy that's out but at the same time he's hasn't been great so maybe it's okay i don't know uh lundestrom though has been solid on that third line especially though so that does kind of suck to see him out for the next six weeks but um I don't know. The only way I can really look at it now is just well, whatever helps us get uh, better odds of Bedard, right? So <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I was trying to look for um, for man games lost due to injury. Um, the best place for it, unfortunately, you have to pay for it, which makes sense because it's a you know it's it's a job to track that stat. But um, the closest I can look at for um, like in terms of it's just like their Twitter account and they have a bubble size um, like chart which is representative of the total quality of players lost and the Anaheim one is you basically can't even see it but like <laughs> um, oof, which is tough but like when That's you look at the bunch. <laughs> yeah like when you look at the guys that have come out or have been out injured, it's like, um, like Klingberg, who has not had a fantastic season. It's Drysdale, who he doesn't have, like, that solid background of, like, underlying numbers, and he's a rookie, so it's hard to evaluate there. Um, And then, like, uh, beyond that, it's been, like, guys that you've been calling up, so, like, it's just guys you would not expect to have those those big numbers. Oh, I guess, actually, sorry, the bottom... The x-axis of this graph has total man games lost to injury. Ducks sitting kind of about in the middle. Toronto, Washington, and Philadelphia with the the most at around 160. Anaheim is about... 160
1: man games already?
0: Yeah. To be fair, Philadelphia has Ryan Ellis. Um, Okay. Sorry, I guess I'm thinking
1: for like the... Like, who else did you say? The Leafs and you'd said something else the Leafs else, and right?
0: Washington. Um, yeah. Washington's lost Connor Brown and uh, Backstrom has been out with a hip injury since like yep. last season. Um, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And then probably, uh, evidently, other players as well. I'm trying to think on Toronto as well. The
1: Leafs but. lost both like Murray and. Um...
0: Samsonov for a Samsonov
1: for a while, yeah. Like in terms Muzzin's of goal, been out for a bit, yeah, yeah. Muzzin, um, other guys on their blue line as well. Morgan Riley, I think, is still out. If oh, I'm yeah. not mistaken, um, yeah. It's it's a lot on their on their back end, basically, is what it is. So yeah, but
0: yeah. Oh, actually, here they have. Um, this is as of December second. They have the top five. Uh, teams for man games lost due to injury and health protocols Toronto at 166 Washington and Philly tied with 162 Montreal 136 and Carolina 133 um, that just feels like
1: a lot of games for the quarter mark of the
0: season I guess yeah but those teams do have guys who, have, who are on LTIR which I think they still count um, yep. as well but uh and then the bottom five for perspective New York Islanders at 10 Nashville 18 the Rangers at 21 Pittsburgh at 29 and Dallas at 38. so Anaheim's kind of right in the middle I yeah around that 80 85 mark it just feels like we're missing a lot but I guess it's just a lot of injuries but not a lot of um not, not a lot of time, time for yeah. each of those guys yeah uh, besides Drysdale of course so yeah yeah, it, it so just that, feels like that's going to that keep
1: climbing with Drysdale. Yeah. So, which I like thinking back to that, just like so like a lot more time. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want him to play and continue to develop? Yes, but do I want him to just make sure he's okay? Yes. So, please mm-hmm. just sit. as much as it hurts me to say, just sit him for the season.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, what you're going to bring him back early for like the last ten games of the season when the Ducks have been out of a playoff spot for like. The last three months already? No, that doesn't make sense. Like, why would you rush him back? At, at
1: that there? point, they'll have been out of a playoff. They'll be out of, the, out, of a, out of a out of playoff contention since uh, what week two of the season?
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry, I meant mathematically out since oh, like, okay. January.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I'm just going with yeah. No, yeah, yeah. there's no Everything chance in the hell. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, just it, it seems bad, but um, it's like the old somebody else has it worse. Yeah kind of thing but like obviously we we've, we've lost some key players or um a lot of young players whose development is getting stunted and now with Lundstrom out for 6 weeks as well that cumulative man games lost to injury will climb yeah. but um yeah now that it really sucks for him and his development but yeah yeah anyways I think we can move on from that I, I so i'm glad i found the the data cuz i was looking beforehand yeah, I, was like, I can to- i can just leave it and then as soon as it came up again i was like I can't. Um, So we had promised that we would talk more about McTavish uh, as well as Bedard just before the break here. The Team Canada World Junior roster is uh, allegedly going to be announced, the preliminary one of like however many guys that they're inviting to camp. uh, Projected to be announced on Monday. This is coming from Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick on their Saturday 32 Thoughts.
1: Yeah, so as we're talking about this, it might be dropped already.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, Dylan Gunther with Arizona is expected to be invited, as well as Shane Wright, who we've talked about before, and that's kind of the expectation with him. Um, As well, uh, future Ducks players in Olin Zellwigger and Connor Bedard will most likely be allowed to go as well. <laughs> future Duck Connor Bedard. It's not even like yeah. potential. <laughs> future Duck. Future, future Duck. Um, <laughs> they didn't talk about Mason McCavish though, and I am kind of torn on whether or not he yeah. should go because, on one side of the coin, let him go play with Team Canada guys that he has played with before and has chemistry with as well as future Ducks players in Olin Zellweger and Connor Bedard that he can continue to develop with um also just let him go dominate in the yeah. guys that are of his own age get that confidence up all that stuff that's one side of the coin the other side is he's doing well in the NHL he's mm-hmm. especially as of late he's doing good things and he is getting valuable experience out of playing on the Ducks roster um so, what's yeah, more correctly. beneficial at this point?
1: Um, oh, where are we? This is a weird way that this is led out uh, led right now. Uh, <laughs> let's take a look here. Oh no, that's not what I. Okay, no, we are not looking at uh, NBC Sports for that. What the
0: okay. hell? <laughs> I, I do have his game logs and, and his stats pulled up here. If, uh, oh, if I was
1: know, just trying to pull saw. up like the rookie points on. Uh,
0: just like oh, on that. Open. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Um, where are we? We do have... Yeah, okay, rookie. There we go. Um, points. There we go. Uh, yeah, Mason McTavish is currently sitting fourth in rookie scoring uh, with 13 points there. Uh, Cole mm-hmm. Profetti is ahead at 15. Uh, Matias M- Maselli, am I saying that right? Uh, uh, I, don't I think so. I don't know. Yeah, uh, With 16 there and then Maddie Beneers shot off since we last talked about this 21 points now
0: <laughs> wow
1: <laughs> he's got damn. 10 goals and 11 assists god damn
0: dude that was a week ago he was at 15 i feel that's nuts
1: jeez um so yeah like he's McTavish is still like in the hunt there i guess yeah. right to be a top rookie guy to try to go for a Calder trophy mm-hmm. this is the case though where it's yeah it like, does calder look great on your resume kind of moving forward in the nhl sure but uh, how old uh anaheim ducks gm uh brian burke he pushed for guys to like even if they weren't overly wanting to themselves he Mm -hmm. pushed for them to go to these international tournaments and like gave them the chances to do it mm-hmm. right so like like just a, a hypothetical if we didn't have pat for we had brian Burke as the gm mctavish this wouldn't even be a question mctavish would be going i think to the yep. world juniors um just because he thought that it was like it was just valuable experience for those players right just to one play with other guys but to experience like international play because it is it is different and it's mm-hmm. it's best on best Right, yeah. depending on, um, you know, the NHL, the Olympics, I guess, really, mm-hmm. but but like other than that, right? It's of whatever level of international play it is, is best on best, right? Yeah.
0: And and for the big five teams in Canada, U.S., Sweden, Finland, Russia, yeah, you are, and Germany's team... kind of
1: starting to climb into that. now. Yeah, you
0: can start to throw them in there as well, uh, for sure. But you're definitely in that, um mentality of we're going for a championship like every one of those teams in any given year has the potential to win a gold medal so and because it's so condensed and right from the get go you're like every game matters then you're developing that championship mentality regardless of how well the team uh, in the NHL is doing that you're on so with McTavish he's not getting that but he goes and plays for Team Canada, he is getting that yeah. um, championship mentality. The only reason I can think of for holding him back in the NHL, and then given what you said about Brian Burke, and I, I 100% agree with that. Go get that. Like, It's great experience at the international level, championship team, playing best on best, like, and dominating there. It's great yeah. for confidence and all that stuff. Um, I,
1: sorry, I think over
0: Christmas, I'm... I will finally
1: have the time. I'm gonna. That's the that's the book I'm reading next. Is Brian Burke's book. Oh yeah. I, I wanted. To, I got that book for last Christmas. That just shows you like yeah. how much time I've had to like just sit down and read something. Yeah. that's Not like a hockey article, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But so I think all that stuff is valuable. But McTavish has already gotten that. He's played in at least yeah. two, maybe three World Junior tournaments. He's played in the Olympics. Yeah. He's played. Actually, he's played in. Two and a half to three and a half world juniors because he played those couple yeah. games <laughs> in the the, uh, the COVID canceled um, yeah uh, bubble tournament in Edmonton the one that just the, the one that popped quite yeah it's explosively so like does he need that any more like yes that experience is valuable in whatever amount but that with him I'm at the point of like yeah. he's already got that maybe the NHL experience is better for him at this point
1: yeah it's what it's it's like three weeks to a month that he would be missing right because you do like a bit of the like pre-game like pre-tournament stuff right with like camps and whatever Mm -hmm. um and you would uh like you would have the tournament and like you're done in the what's first second week of january yeah, we, we so, haven't had a normal yeah. one in so long, so I kind of forget.
0: Actually, yeah. From what I remember, the last like tournament, uh, like round robin game, is usually around New Year's Eve because that's when they go for the big rivalry matchups. Yeah. Um, and then it's about a week after that to do um, semifinal or yeah quarterfinals, semis. Yeah, and, and then gold and bronze. Yeah, and then get back to your team. It's yeah. It's gold, about a week. Yeah. So. yeah. So, so, yeah, it is, it is about a month that you missed. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: okay. So, now, is that month for development purposes, right? Yeah. Like, outside of confidence and domination, whatever. Just for development purposes. One month with different guys, but, like, international leaders, I guess. hmm is that well, better McTavish for... McTavish is this
0: international leader.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, with others, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I guess, like, when I say that, I guess I'm meaning, like, coaches and... Oh, yeah, and that yeah, kind of thing, yeah, of right? course. Yeah. Um, would it be better for him to just do a month, even, with those guys, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or would it be better for him to continue to play in the NHL and keep working, like, in NHL games i guess to mm-hmm. develop that kind of stuff and be around um just the nhl personnel as a whole right and that doesn't have to be you know dallas Eakins and like the and the assistant coaches necessarily right that could be mm-hmm. um you know video coaches the trainings like the like but yeah the training staff the like other new, players like yeah. zegras
0: cam fowler john gibson yeah, even Lund down to Tal- like down
1: to like nutrition people, right? Like just being around them constantly. Cause like especially for like the nutrition and training. Yeah, he's gonna be like he's gonna be on the phone with them or whatever. But like Mm -hmm. actually being there in person to discuss or do things like with them, right? Like sacrificing that for a month to work with like the leaders in your home country kind of thing. Like just what is better for him developmentally. And that's where I'm kind of actually stuck on this a little bit bit.
0: So me too. Yeah. I, I really if, don't if know. If we're
1: if we're looking at it from a confidence standpoint and um yeah, just to like kind of maybe get him more going, mm-hmm. I'm leaning a bit more towards the Canada thing. Yeah. Unless Dallas Eagans is gone, you bring some new life into there, the okay, maybe we're having a, we're having a different conversation here. Mm-hmm. Right. And and again it seems to in some form, come down to that plus something else. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind, yeah, I'm kind of torn about it. Just like I know, I'm really just like thinking out loud here about this. But mm-hmm. like, I'm yeah. There, I'm there is definitely
0: there is merit to both sides, as as there always is. But generally, I would say like for guys like Shane Wright, um, Dylan Gunther, who really are th- playing in the NHL and expected to be going to the Team Canada training camps, it makes sense because they are um, they're having success at the NHL level, but they haven't necessarily had that international experience yet, whereas McTavish has. So I think that's kind of the difference here, really, is like can he take any more out of that um, international experience or... Is he kind of just good, and and maybe that's why we haven't heard anything because it's up to him. It's not really up to Pat yeah. Verbeek. I, I think I'd like to think Pat Verbeek would be like, "Hey, you want to go?" And then if McTavish says yes, then okay, you can go. If yeah. McTavish says no, okay, you can stay here. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's up to McTavish, and I I don't know how he thinks. So
1: one more thing I, I thought about mctavish was the captain of team canada this past summer yeah he would be the captain again mm-hmm. right um not that it's like a continuation thing just mason mctavish would be the guy to captain team canada for the world juniors development wise as well i guess just overall could it be better to have him in that role again
0: that's a good point because yeah. like,
1: like you said like he is like He would be one of the leaders, right? And obviously, he's got the C on his chest,
0: right? Yeah. Could that be? Could that even be good for his game overall? Yeah, that's true. I think there's definitely that benefit. Um, Because if 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 you're looking
1: at the if you're looking at the long term of him Mm -hmm. being an Anaheim Duck, right? Yeah. He is one of the guys that you're going to be looking at down the line for that like, for that yeah. leadership, right? Like, yeah. even at, now at we're looking at a, him going, but, like, this yeah. guy will probably be an A in a few years, like, yeah. at most kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Just depending on the turnover on this team. Yeah. Um Yeah, like, do you... Like, do you want to kind of almost have him work on that
0: in a way? That's a very good right? point, like, yeah. Um Just kind of going along in the same... Vein is that, slight, slightly off of the, the whole leadership thing. But let's imagine that, and I know this is going to be absolutely wild, and it might not be possible to do, especially if you're a newer fan, but let's imagine that the Ducks are in a playoff spot right now. We'll, we'll just say wild card. Um, <laughs> if the Ducks are in the playoff spot, McTavish is obvi- would obviously be, or is obviously an important part of this team right now even when they are down at the bottom of the standings but in a wild card spot where every game still matters McTavish's, um depth scoring he is power play um, I, I guess he's not penalty killed, but he's being trusted with uh, important minutes not a ton of minutes generally he's been getting around 15 which is not bad But um, but generally he would be an important part to this team So, you willingly give up Mason McTavish for a month when the Ducks are in a wild card spot. That hurts your team.
1: Yeah, that's no, like, yeah. And that's a case where I'm just saying no, because he is a guy that's contributing. And uh, let's be honest, would be contributing more, I think, if he was given more minutes like this game against Minnesota.
0: Yeah, probably. So, in that scenario, it's not even a question of sending McTavish to the World Juniors to get that experience because he's a big part of the team. So, even so, now put the Ducks back down to that thirty-second spot. Um, yes, if we lose games, who cares? We can't get any lower in the standings. But yeah. <laughs> McTavish is an integral part to this team at this point, and he is obviously contributing. So. Why should the placement and the standings dictate where he plays for the next month? That's is kind of where I'm thinking, yeah. if, if that okay. makes sense, yeah. Like you do have to take into account the standings. but like if if the ducks were in a wild card spot and McTavish is as integral, to that as he is currently when the ducks are 32nd. Um that means that he is more valuable in the NHL and getting valuable experiences in the NHL. So why send him to somewhere where he will get a less valuable experience.
1: And and yeah, and that I I would agree with. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's more
1: it's more where they are in the standings right now and it's mm -hmm. okay what yeah, what would be more valuable? Yeah, kind of thing. So, because like- do you really
0: want this team playing worse though? Like, yes, we can't get lower in the standings, <laughs> but we can play a lot worse. You get rid of McTavish willingly, especially when Lundstrom is now out, and this third center spot is ripe for the picking. Do you really just say, "Oh, hey, we've got a three C wide open"? Hey, McTavish, how about how about you, we send just send you to Canada for the next? Uh... All right, no, the tournament's in Europe, is it not? Where is the tournament this year? I don't even remember. Doesn't matter.
1: Sending nah. you to play with Team
0: Canada for the next no, I month. No, I thought
1: it was on the East Coast.
0: Yeah, I don't we'll I don't remember, it. but I I don't know. It just seems it, Yeah, it just seems weird. Like he's going to yes, he'll have a top 6 role in Team Canada, but who's going to fill that 3C spot with Lundestrom now out for the duration of this world junior tournament plus mm-hmm. Sam Carrick, like, yeah, sure, but then who fills that ace yeah. spot? right? Like, it's you, the opportunity call, is you, you literally call, right here already for him.
1: You no, know, you call somebody like, um, oh, why can't I remember his name off the top of my head here? Uh, one of the guys from the AHL. Um, we just signed Graydon him. Tracy, Bobby's Chase and, DeLeo. No, uh, no, not who I'm thinking. Um, we had him up for a few games, we just signed him this season. He was a uh. Flames prospect for Glenn Garden. Thank you. Yeah, Godden is their third line replacement there for the time being.
0: I think if you send McTavish, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that the tournament is in Halifax and Moncton.
0: Oh, okay. So gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Now that I, now that I am thinking about it, I think because Lundestrom is out now, and that opportunity is just wide open for him. Like, why Why would you send him? Because then you have to call up Glenn yeah. Godden, and then your bottom six centers are Sam Carrick and Glenn Godden, and that is not probably what you want to be running. Um, but McTavish has earned a spot at the 3C role, but you also don't want to take that away from Lundestrom. Now that he's out, it's like, okay, we can give you this 3C role that you have deserved and we've wanted to give you, um, yeah. but without hurting lundestrom's development and and his feelings right um yeah i don't know Now, the, the more i think about it the more i like come up with more reasons he should stay in the nhl like there is obviously yeah. reasons to send him for team canada but i don't know i i, I don't know what is more valuable I, f- I guess to a gm right
1: i feel like it's it, it depends what do you I think it comes down to what do like what does Pat Verbeek and even Mason McTavish think is more important to develop right at this second? I guess is it more of that mental side, yeah, right of your leadership qualities and
0: uh, and just general confidence,
1: yeah, general confidence, mental preparedness, and that kind of stuff, yeah. Or is it the skill? Right in all areas of because the jump skill wise of the NHL to juniors is very different. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like that that's what it comes down to is what right at this moment or like over the next over the, the course of this season. Yeah. Um. Let alone for just like the month that he'd be gone. Right. Mm-hmm. What could use a little bit more attention to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. I th- I think that's kind of what the terms it, at least for me.
0: Yeah. So no, yeah, I agree. Um I think personally, if it was up to me, if I was if, if I could whatever I said went, I think I would keep McTavish in the NHL in that three C role um and see what he can do with it. I yeah. Before this conversation, I was full. Send him to the World Juniors because yeah. <laughs> it'll build his confidence. He'll get the that leadership quality, like all, yeah, all of these. as we
1: kind of talk about it, it's,
0: it's yeah. it. Yeah, it makes more sense now. I think to keep him here. I don't know. Is that do you agree? Is that kind of where you're it, at now? Or I think it just are, puts me more on the fence. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just at the point of like, and I feel like I would even have to like sit with this to think about it for a second, like, to, if I were in, like, the McTavish or Ruby camp of, and, like, I don't know, maybe, like, over the next couple of games, like, I'll try to watch, like, McTavish specifically yeah. a little bit more and see, I mean, obviously, we can really only see, like, so much of the talent aspect of it, like, the skill, right, mm-hmm. compared to the mental aspect, but, um, yeah, just kind of see, like, okay, like, does the scene, which, and I think, like, we do see, like, the skill being there, Mm-hmm. which is what kind of leads me to maybe go a little bit more towards the World Juniors right now, just for the mental aspect of it. Yeah. That, like I said, would be beneficial for the long run, right? Because, sure, the weather in, in California is great and everything like that, right? But to just constantly be losing at a impressionable time in your career, right, could yeah. be potentially detrimental.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. So, Yeah, I don't know. if If anyone else has other... Ideas or of um, uh, things that we haven't even thought of for this de- decision, or um, or just in general, you can let us know your comments as well down in the uh, on the YouTube page or DM us on Twitter at Quack Report Pod, as we plugged in the beginning of the show. Um, but I think for now we can move on to a few other topics for the end of the episode here. Let's um, let us um we te- we teased it again and i had to uh i had to stop you from talking about it but we uh, oh great before- now I
1: can, I can talk about bennington
0: yes yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to make sure that everybody else here has a little bit of context for um f- for everything we're going to say here so this is from um sorry let me just make it so that we don't see ads there it is um and we'll share it with everybody who is watching this is from last night when <laughs> Pittsburgh was in St Louis uh so watch Jason Zucker here he's got, as he's we got we gotta describe and the play <laughs> yeah. so can you hear the audio yeah you we can hear it okay pretty hard so though nobody saw it. Jason's probably, so uh, now they do now they are pointing probably j- should make it yeah. so that we don't there we go. um <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so i will show a better replay of it here but
1: yeah so just to kind of describe it for everybody that's just listening uh but if you do want to you know watch what we're watching uh you can find us on YouTube um at Quack Report Pod as well uh so Jordan Binnington stops the puck behind the net and leaves it for uh, his guy coming through, and as he does, he's being chased by um, uh, who, who is that Jason, again? For Pittsburgh? Jason Zucker. Jason Zucker, right? Yeah. Um, and Bennington sticks out his glove hand and
0: uh, put like and clotheslines him essentially.
1: Yeah. Gets um, him right
0: in the nose.
1: Yeah, with the with the backhand of his glove right to the face.
0: Yeah, uh, like- which causes
1: Zucker to uh, like no shit, Look at this. Uh, leave his feet and like go crashing into the boards because, yeah, the dude is probably skating at, like, what, 25K an hour, whatever that is in miles. Yeah. Anyway, the decent, guy's going fast speed, yeah. and just suddenly had a uh, the back of a hand get smacked into him um, at high speeds. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did see a couple of comments on Twitter of, like, oh, yeah, the guy just, like, they are saying, like, Zucker should have had um, embellishment for diving. And everybody yeah, like, with a brain is going, off, what right? the fuck? You have clearly never been on the ice or never gotten hit. And yeah. like Bennington, you probably should be hit.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck and so- I, I I, don't have a clip of this either, but literally two nights, like the game before, um, lays <laughs> a, or tr- attempts to lay a hit on Eric Stahl in the same situation. Bennington comes out to play the puck. Stahl is going now, to make a play on the guy this, that he dishes it to. Bennington lowers his shoulder and gets absolutely fucking yeah, run over. But well, before <laughs> you before
1: you share this, I did share this on my personal Twitter account, mm-hmm. just with capitals all like the whole way through, just ha ha ha. Like just laughing yeah. at it. Because again, this is him trying to be a big dog. Yeah. You're stepping up on Jordan Stall? How fucking dense are you,
0: dude? Yeah, like what do you think's going to happen?
1: Like even like, like the other big guys in the league like Ryan Reeves are not looking to do that. Jordan Stall is a massive human being, let alone yeah. a massive as hockey player. As I, I
0: once I'm, said about you, he is a built like a brick <laughs> shit house
1: in a more athletic way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, um
1: here let, let me let me find his uh his stuff here really quickly. Let's see. what's he what's he listed at right now. Um currently listed at 64220. But I think I had heard somewhere else that it's probably closer to like 240 to 50-ish.
0: Oh yeah. Like That's, he's a big, This is a big boy. Big dude. Yeah. Right, so, like this
1: is not somebody that Jordan Binnington. Who you know what? Let's let, let's double check what Binnington is here. Um, even just with like the listed. Okay, so what we say? Stahl six four two twenty. Yeah. Uh, Binnington six two one seventy two.
0: This Soaking guy has fifty <laughs> pounds on you, dude. Yeah.
1: And you're already at a disadvantage wearing goalie gear that is clunky as hell compared to player gear
0: and probably hasn't thrown a hit since peewee <laughs> if then right like what's well, it, it been like Fuck, 15 dude. 20 years so um but anyways before we get more into jordan Bennington, <laughs> like, i've gotta I, i've gotta share this clip of um this is like, following being clotheslined yeah. by uh jordan Bennington. jason zucker he is the guy in the slot here Rips it past uh, Jordan Bennington <laughs> to make it four-one Pittsburgh. And if we fast forward through this, Bennington, Bennington... gets the old yank. Yeah, gets the chain. He, he,
1: yeah, so Bennington gets called and oh, as wait, what's he's... going on here? Sorry. Okay, no, hold on, hold on. Okay, you actually don't see that, but I will tell you what happens um, okay. because there's another view of it. So just really quickly, so yeah, yeah. remind it a little bit more here because yeah, Bennington gets pulled and he has to. <laughs>
0: Okay, rewind. Wait, it, rewind sorry. It. Okay, we'll sorry. get to uh, that. I, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> so Bennington gets pulled, and as he is skating past the Pittsburgh bench, he like, he starts chirping at the bench to Zucker, who is on the oh, bench. Of course, at that point. of course. Hey. Right. So like again, he's just he's got to... like a, like the getting pulled and it's just going on. Dude, you already look like a piece of shit, and you're just digging yourself even more into a hole. Yeah. The only people at this point who likes who who like Binnington I guess like outside of him just being a goalie are St. Louis Blues fans and even right? then I don't know he, because and even then you got fans at this point like like some are you know still throwing like the dive thing out there on Zucker which again you've clearly never been on skates or played just a sport I'm not going to say professional sports because I haven't played professionally either you just never played sports at a level to like to understand like Fuck whatever, yeah. Um, but yeah. So at this point, even um Craig Berube, the coach of the St. Louis Blues, um was asked about you know Bennington's antics. He, and that's he what wasn't think, even really he asked.
0: He kind of just brought it up more so, and then when the the reporter like poked for a little more information, because he was like, yeah. "Is there something there?" Like, it's yeah. is when he said so, this. But he kind of brought it up on his own. <laughs> yeah,
1: so Berube uh, was quoted as saying, it's got to stop, it doesn't help anything. Just play goal, stop the puck. Yeah. <laughs> like, your coach is telling you, hey, fucking knock it off. So yeah. I'm really going to be watching the St. Louis Blues now over the next two weeks, and Jordan Bennington in particular, mm-hmm. to see if he knocks it off. Right? And yeah, you kind of to at that point, Binnington, otherwise. Knowing Bennington, right, who, like, You know what? To a point, I kind of get it. Right, the guy's always had a chip on his shoulder, right, and
0: And um, has to play hard and work for everything that he's had to do. Yeah,
1: yeah, and like, and and it's not to say that oh, it's fine. You made it, like you're fine, right? Like, yeah, because we've seen guys go from great slack off and are gone like pretty quickly, right? This is professional sport; it's a business at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. You're in the business to win, um. So, I mean, we even saw it last year with Vili Huso, right? Bennington lost a lot of starts that he would have had to Huso because Huso was playing better, right? Yeah. So, I I understand the chip on your shoulder mentality, but like, you don't need to be doing stuff like this. I 100% agree with Barube. And I'm I'm coming from like a goalie, like, just as a goalie, even just play your fucking position, dude. There's a time and a And you place- can't even do that because
0: it's 4-1. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Like, at the beginning of the second period, like, Christ. <laughs> like, there's a time and a place for... not to backhand somebody at, like, 30K an hour kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like like, there's a time and a place, though, to, like, maybe, like, try to step up on a guy in the case of, like, the Jordan Stahl thing. That's a bad example of a guy not to do it on. Yeah, he, right? he picked the wrong guy. But, like, right? yeah. like, there's a time and a place to do it, right? And it's not as often as Jordan Bennington makes it out to be. And he costs himself and his team for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? So, So. yeah. Just, again, somebody, please give Bennington what he deserves. Because at this point, like, the amount of stuff that he's done of, like, fake punches and whatever, it's like, yeah, nobody would be upset. At this point, people would thank whoever clocked the ever-living fuck out of Jordan Bennington, oh yeah, seriously. So which yeah. I tweeted that out as well, and uh, fellow Flames Twitter person, I'll just leave it at that. Actually, and I, I normally would, but I, for the sake of job, um, mm. had said, uh, well, St. Louis is going to be in Calgary, uh, Lucic or Zadorov, maybe, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, because. We've seen Lucic run at a goalie before in uh Ryan Miller when he was back in Buffalo still. That's right. Yeah. And Ducks uh, legend Ryan Miller. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Nikita Zadorov when he throws a hit that doesn't take him out of position, which he's done a lot better with uh for the Calgary Flames this season. Um he fucking laid a gorgeous hit last night open ice uh against Washington. Um anyway. Uh but yeah. If as a as a fan and a goalie is when I'm normally like don't like leave leave the goalie alone kind of thing, right? Like mm-hmm. this is the one case where I'm just like somebody fucking hit him. Yeah. Right. Somebody do oh. it. Somebody take the heat. Yeah. Right? Like, like this is the type of thing that people would set up a go fund me for whatever player <laughs> gets fined and suspended for this action.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah
1: right for and just like
0: fucking rattling and Jordan players ar- and
1: players around the league i'm sure would even contribute to it it's not just going to be fans of the, of like oh, the different yeah, team sure. it's going to be like you know uh jason like jason zucker's probably would donate like a few hundred bucks to it or something yeah <laughs> yeah really, yeah like just somebody just needs to put this guy in his place or he's oh, just going to keep sure. doing it
0: yeah oh yeah well so just because there are it started there, with the Jordan yeah, Stahl oh, thing sorry he, really really quickly yeah. there
1: are there are visual learners there are auditory learners and there are kinesthetic learners right so mm-hmm. your auditory is like you can hear it I think like, we've kind of talked about this before actually for, yeah. I forget what it was what it was about um yeah your auditory listeners are the person are the people that like listen to something and like understand it and like that's how they learn right mm-hmm. uh, your visuals right are the people that See it and learn yeah. that way. Yeah. And your kinesthetic are the people that do and learn that way, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bennington is clearly a kinesthetic learner because yeah. he has been told, like, hey, quit doing that, right? By mm-hmm. not like, I mean, his coach now, yeah. but other Co- his coach, not publicly. Yeah, his coach, not publicly, but like other people around the league and whatnot. Yeah. Um. I think you can go back and find a lot of stuff of guys who pulled this type of stuff, right? And mm-hmm. get their asses handed to them eventually, mm-hmm. right? So there's the visual. And I'm sure, like again, there's plenty of examples out there that you could find. Yeah. Clearly, Jordan Bennington is a kinesthetic learner because he has not actually had it fucking happen to him yet.
0: Yeah, he will not learn until he gets punched in the face.
1: <laughs> exactly. And again, y- you know what? Let's go outside of the Anaheim Ducks. If any team wants to hire me and put me in as an e bug, just to go, just to give him the fight that he wants, not even to kick his ass. And even then, like it, we're, we're talking about, like the like stall to uh, to Bennington for like just weight alone. Sure, I'm five seven. I'm not the six two that Bennington is. I even still got fifty pounds on the guy though.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I will. I, I will do it for. Uh, the jersey that I would wear that day with my name on the back. I will do it just for that. <laughs> and and flights and accommodation. I will of do course, it just yeah. for that, though. All right? If any NHL team wants this done, hit me up. My DMs <laughs> are open.
0: Because
1: <laughs> 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 so, so, like, Somebody's got to do it. Please. Yeah. Just somebody's got to do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So from him getting or him attempting to hit Eric Stahl, which, you know what? Fine. If... If you're a goalie and you go behind the net and you want to help your, you want to make a play for your team to give the guy space and you want to try and throw a little body, you know what? Sure. Fine. That's, if that's what you want to do and that's the position you want to put yourself in, sure. For Jordan Biddington, you know what? You got knocked down. You, you picked the wrong guy to try that against. It sucks to be you. It happens. Um, but then to go in the next game, and the lesson that you take away from, oh, I got laid out by Jordan Stahl when I attempted to make a hit on him, and you know what, it's kind, It's honestly probably kind of embarrassing yeah. for him. Um, then for his next decision, instead of, okay, maybe I'll pick a, a smaller target to try this against, his next decision is to pull a little bitch move and stick his glove out to clothesline the guy to make space for his player to take the puck. Like, that's just wild to me. And then
1: And uh sorry, hold on a second. For, Jason Zucker is five eleven one
0: ninety-two. So okay could have just laid the body on that guy. Like it's that yeah. that one might if you tried to stand him up and, and you know it took a little bit of a more power stance, you might have been okay on that one. Um but then and you know what? Honestly, you should be embarrassed about that too. And then for uh phase three of this than to get pulled after jason zucker beats you for 4-1 after what is essentially one (laughs) period that's that's embarrassing
1: and then to add insult to injury you keep looking like a little bitch and start chirping the other team as you are getting
0: pulled. like just learn 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 to cut your losses right but so for that that is it. We don't have a, a video clip for it, but that is that is a little dick energy move right there, everybody. Just in there. yeah, that's, just but
1: where, where's where's the where's the sad trumpet horns?
0: Yeah, just a, <laughs> yeah, that's that's for Jordan Bennington right there. Um, but then in the case of Jason Zucker, after getting cheap shotted by some little bitch, to <laughs> then go out and do this and just yeah. it's just. Just embarrass him,
1: yeah, to, to score on it for yeah.
0: uh, for four goals, and uh, so i don't I don't know in twenty two minutes that right there, yeah. a that big <gasps> energy move that's for you, Jason,
1: okay, play it the second time because I have the third one, actually,
0: okay, a big <gasps> energy move,
1: so I don't know if it's in that clip there, but I did see it that as he passes, there was a camera on Jason Zucker, mm-hmm. who kind of gives him like the shoulder shrugs, like what,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think um
1: well, it kind of like kind of like makes a like a a face to him of like the like, dude like like come on. Yeah.
0: I I think in the uh um,
1: yeah, he he's on the bench. I think bench in this
0: one you can kind of Oh, it, as he's skating off, you mean?
1: Yeah, it's as he's skating oh, off. Like Tucker okay. is back on the bench. Oh, okay. It's kind of like, "Dude, what?" It's um, it's somewhere in there. And again, we will, Carter, I will explain this part here too, yeah, that we're, yeah.
0: I think um, is it maybe?
1: No, it's oh no, no, it's like like they they pulled it up after the fact, kind of thing.
0: Oh yeah, I think um, in, in this part, it, yeah, they, this they might show, they show
1: it here. Like so that. yeah, Benning, yeah, Bennington's like chirping off at the at the bench. Yeah, there you go.
0: So, it's just like <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Can we make that a meme? Is that a is that something? That, be, it's or, got or potential it's there. Got, it's got to be a gift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
1: okay, so you might be able to. F- I don't know if yeah. oh yeah. So oh, by the way, his chirping after the fact also That's got funny. Bennington a 10 minute misconduct.
0: Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I see that up here in the title. Yeah. But yeah. Is so, this what
1: yeah, like t- uh, yeah, t- I think I think he got two friends sportsmen like oh a, here we go.
0: A misconduct.
1: <laughs> yeah, so then add insult to injury just for the team as a whole, right? Because oh, they're God. already embarrassed enough. And then you have something like it's just stupid like this, which like everybody gets to laugh at. I'm sure Grice was even. So yeah. Thomas Grice is heading to the net after, <laughs> right? Like like as Bennington is getting told, Hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh Grice goes to stop in the crease and hits an edge and just eats the crossbar. Oh <laughs>
0: uh, man.
1: Like as nobody is
0: looking and everyone's like, what the fuck yeah. happened? <laughs> the e-bug was like this close to being like Oh shit! I guess I'm going in since 10 minute misconduct and broken jaw maybe for Grice? Like
1: yeah, that's for like, yeah. For that was for almost a, a string 12, of
0: unfortunate events that led to duration, someone.
1: The e was almost in.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. So that's good. Uh, oh. but,
1: <laughs> but it's like poor Grice on that, right? Oh like, just yeah. To add to all of it. But well,
0: welcome to the game.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, I know there was
1: a lot of people like that clip was getting shared around Twitter, and a lot of people just right away thought it was Jordan Bennington. <laughs> so they yeah. like, that fucking serves him right, but yeah. and yeah, the other people in the chat, like, no, that was Thomas Grace after Bennington yeah. got pulled.
0: Yeah, at this point it's like the St. Louis Circus has uh, yeah. taken over in uh taken over for the blues, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, longer big dick energy move or big duck. Big quack energy moves um, <laughs> for for this one, but with a with a little bit of a Nate rant in there as well. So you combined a couple, <laughs> combined two segments, and for yeah. that one. But uh, yeah, let's get into the upcoming game for the first half of this week, Tuesday against Carolina, eight p.m. Pacific time. Start of a home stand for the Anaheim Ducks. Um, sorry, I just went to pull up um some. Stats for this game, and just saw that the Stars managed to uh, almost make it a comeback against the Wild. They were down 5 1 at one point, remember. Uh, 6 5 final for the Wild in the show. Oh, damn. So, yeah. Uh, Anyways, not uh, super important. The Stars with four goals in the third. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Start of a homestand for the Anaheim Ducks here against. A tough opponent in the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Yeah, it'll be just a brief two-game homestand. Carolina on Tuesday, San Jose on Friday before they hit the road again. Yeah. But, yeah, for Carolina, this will be uh, their only game between December 3rd and December 10th. So they play one game in a seven-game span. And it is against That's very odd scheduling. Yeah, right? Especially for the beginning of December. Yeah. Where like it's because it's not a bye week.
1: Were they supposed to play Nashville at any point in that? No. No? Okay. No. Nope. And I and again I only brought up Nashville just because of the arena flooded, but like, yeah, yeah, that's really odd scheduling.
0: Yeah, so they huh. played Saturday against LA. And then they play Anaheim <laughs> on Tuesday. And then Which they play the bad. Islanders on next Saturday.
1: All right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, the game before L.A., where were they?
0: St. Louis. This road we... trip for them, the six-game road trip went Pittsburgh, St. Louis, L.A., Anaheim, New York Islanders, and then Detroit, and then they're back home. Which I guess the Islanders and Detroit is like, they're in their division, are they not?
1: Uh, mm, the Islanders are...
0: Uh, sure. uh, yeah, the Islanders are, but Detroit is, is not. But it's fairly close. I, I feel like all those teams are. That's right in there. Yeah, yeah just a weird, a, a weird road <laughs> trip going east, west for two games, and then back east, or three games, I guess, and then back east. Like you don't even hit San Jose when you back you're, east,
1: and then back west from uh, New York to Detroit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess technically, yeah, central. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just weird for them. Really like weird. That yeah. They, don't hit San Jose in there. Like, what's San, is San Jose at, even at home? Like, what are they doing? Why can't they play San Jose if they're all the way out here?
1: Yeah, I don't like, know. Okay, yeah. So, San Jose <laughs> is
0: just wrapping up a road trip tonight in Buffalo and then they're back home against Vancouver on Wednesday. But I, yeah, I don't know. It's just.
1: Yeah, so you play San Jose on the Wednesday, but.
0: Yeah, or on, 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 or on, like on Thursday or something, right? Like Yeah, like you could make. That work, especially when there's that many days in between. Yeah, that's weird. Like having two days off between stuff this season. Yeah, two days off between LA and Anaheim. That's weird. And then three days off back to the island. Like or back to New York or to New York to the island. Like that one kind of makes sense since that's a lot of travel.
1: Yeah, like don't get me wrong. I'm sure they're okay with it because of the amount of travel they have to do. But just like. Like the actual setting up of, hey, like this is like the, the way this road trip's gonna go. That's really odd.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it's just weird all yeah. around. But uh, anyway, anyways, <laughs> we will be facing a well rested Carolina team that can give it all they've got because then they have time to rest afterwards. Yeah. Well. So
1: that, uh, that Carolina team, uh, as of Sunday at just after three Pacific. Uh, seventh in the league standings, uh second in the Metropolitan Division, 14 6 and 5 record on the season. Um <laughs> and their road uh or sorry, their first off, their last 10, 5, 1, and 4. So they've gotten points in nine of their last 10 games. <laughs> and their road record nine, three, and four on the season. Damn. Yeah. yeah, they're
0: so they're they're doing fine. Currently in the middle of a four
1: game winning streak.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, So. (laughs) Yikes. I mean, one. um, I I suppose. Outlook for this game that could, you know, make it interesting is Freddie Anderson is out. But then you look at Anti Ranta as the backup and Peter. Kochetkov, I think, is how it's said. Peter Kochetkov um, is backing up, and he is—he's um, been doing all right. He's apparently the real deal, and just stuck behind a couple other decent veteran goalies. Like he's looking real good. Um, is that by the goalies
1: or their contracts?
0: Well, yeah,
1: kind of. Probably a mix of both. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of curious now. I'm checking Kaepernick. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And so, and, and then the rest of Carolina is as expected. So. Remember, well, actually, yeah, I'll wait till you find the goalies here before we go through the rest of the roster, but it's not looking good for Anaheim Ducks.
1: Fans. Yeah, so... Okay, so Antti Ranta is on the last year of his contract making $2 bucks. That's actually okay. not a horrible deal, to be honest no. with you. I have no, 33 not. even at this point. Um, and... Who was... Uh, Freddie, oh, Freddie, Freddie Anderson. Oh, Freddie Anderson. Yeah. Is in the last year is the yeah, last year of a four point five million dollar deal? Okay. So yeah, I think he's just kind of stuck between that. Um, which uh, oh yeah and yeah uh, Kachekov who who it looks like uh, he'll be the goalie of the future at least for this club mm-hmm. um, because next year uh, kicks in his contract extension which is a three year deal at uh, or four year deal sorry at two million dollars.
0: Okay, yeah. No, so, so he's definitely taken one of the, the jobs of Anderson and Rant yeah. depending on who they decide to keep there, but yeah. probably and, Anderson. Yeah. I mean, potentially they, they could move on from both too, but he is, he's he's yeah. going to have a job as something as a, one of the Carolina boys. Leader. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um looking at the forwards, they have currently are missing Max Patriretti on IR and Andre Kasha, former Duck there, shout out to him. Um Petretti. Oh yes, as of August. Yeah, he was out 6 months. So yeah, he'll yeah, continue term. to be out and yeah. And um, they're also missing Jake Gardner on the back end there. Yes. Yeah. Um so but I mean their their forwards are still like just absolutely out of this world like when Andrei Svechnikov and Toivo, Terra are your second-line wingers, centered by Jesper <laughs> Kotkaniemi. I think you're doing something okay. Jordan Stahl is your third-line center. Paul Stasny is your fourth. Like, what the fuck is going... Like, well, it's just not just, like, some of Jordan the guys Jordan
1: Stahl have. with Jordan Martinook and Jesper Faust.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's your third line. That's a second line on most other NHL teams and probably a first line on the Ducks. Or close. Well, no, it'd still be a second line on the Ducks because Zegris and Terry, but... Um, for those curious, Aho centers Seth Jarvis and Martin Nietzsche on the top line there. So, like, it's, it's just nuts. And not to mention they picked up Brent Burns in the offseason, in case you forgot about that. Yeah. On the back end there. So, having him paired with Jacob Slavin is just disgusting. Like, it's yeah, not even man. fair. Like, how can the Ducks ice the team <laughs> that they ice this year? And Carolina gets this. <laughs> and, then you, you, and then you're like, okay, now play a game of hockey. Like, What? Is this not just like when the dads go up against like the Timbits hockey? And <laughs> yeah, the score is 15 to 14, but their goaltender is 50 years old and has like a broken hip and the yeah. the dads are only coasting around because if they go any faster, they'll bowl over their kids or they'll like <laughs> you know, collapse from a heart attack, like but it's, it's like it's not even fair. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's uh I don't even know how to describe it, except uh, I'm just going to give my score prediction. I think.
0: Yeah, what's what do you got?
1: Uh, I'm going to go five one in favor of Carolina. That's yeah. not even a slight on the Ducks. Seems well, fair. Slightly, a slight, but um, yeah, no, just seeing what Dallas did, even to this team. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Carolina is gonna just like toy with their food.
0: Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say four-one just because I think you're close there. So, however, um,
1: I do want to see a Michigan battle between Sveshnikov and Zegras.
0: Yeah, you know what? If this I game want, goes to a shootout, I want eliminate all rules for, for the shootout and just make yeah. it Michigan contest. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. Like three First round one format. Not executed. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, you you can even have like a a chaser as well. Yeah. So yeah, like you He's start the right. Zgris at uh, and Svechnikov at the blue line, other guy at the red line. They got to go in and in motion do the um. Those two the, chase the each Michigan. other.
1: You just leave it to them. There, the there you go. Yeah, <laughs> and then the
0: other guy has to try and defend and knock it down. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm not showing here, but I think if I remember correctly, here I think we might have a first uh our first green of the season. So Dallas was, oh no, Dallas was five, nothing. Sorry. Five, nothing yeah. Dallas here. Uh, Minnesota. That one was five to four in favor of Mini. Did this Winnipeg game not end five, two or was yes, it? Four-two? It did.
1: It did end five,
0: two, which
1: again, we will talk about this game on Wednesday.
0: Yeah. But boom, there it is. You got to win. Congratulations. <laughs> the ducks may have lost, but Nate has correctly predicted the score. He's figured it out. Thank Thanks. you. I'll be here nicely on done. your
1: streaming platforms as long as you want to listen to me.
0: <laughs> um yeah, which means you know what? Five one. Now you figured it out now. Five one Carolina, you heard it here first, everybody. Put your <laughs> money down, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code T H P N. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's uh Yeah, nicely done. But that is our where our score predictions sit at. Nate is it well, the first one to get both here. Um and yeah, eighteen for twenty-six on the season in terms of predicting the team. And again, I went on a, I went on a, went on Anaheim predicting, <laughs> predicting Anaheim until they they won. But yeah, that's where we're at. So yeah, okay. We have a what's quackin' segment, a bonus one here. I believe that we don't have anything else, right?
1: Uh yeah, I don't think there's anything else. No. Nope. Okay, then let's do that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so just before we get into this, what's quacking, um, or what's quacking? Quacking actually does sound really odd. Yeah, Um, why would you do that? (laughs) Uh, I am going to throw a trigger warning here, uh, just for suicide as a whole. So if this is the end for you on this episode, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Carter's on Twitter at Carter underscore pods 97. I'm at Tate Namas, shows at Quack Report Pod. Um, but if you are going to stick around for this, so, um, yeah, just a trigger warning for suicide and that kind of thing. And before we get into this, I'm just going to say, if you are in a moment of crisis, struggling to understand or cope with suicidal thoughts, or are genuinely worried about someone else as well, uh, you can contact Mental Health of, uh, America by calling 1 800 985 5990, text talk with us to 66746, or visit mhnational.org if you are in the United States. And if you're in Canada, you can talk to or you can contact uh, Talk Suicide Canada by calling 1-833-456-4566, uh, texting to 45654 uh, from 4 p.m. to midnight Eastern or visit TalkSuicide.ca. Again, that's in Canada. Um, all of those numbers in that, uh, I'll, we'll have Carter put it in the description uh, mm-hmm. for you all as well. Um, if you don't feel comfortable with either option, though, we still strongly urge you to reach out to someone that you can trust. That could be a family member, uh, friend, coworker, just whoever. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so just to put that out there for everybody as well. So um, yeah, so shout out to the Brandon Kings. We were talking about junior hockey uh, earlier here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Brandon Weekings out of uh, Manitoba there. Um, specifically to their Uh, to four of their players, Calder Anderson, Nolan Ritchie, uh, Jake Chason, and Ben Thornton, uh, who were driving across one of the bridges in Brandon. Uh, This was on Tuesday night. Um, I think we just missed it with the Wednesday stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Um, When they had noticed a man standing at the side of a bridge, they pulled a U-turn, flipped around. And um, I do have the article here, actually, which um, people can find as well on the Brandon Weekings uh, website. Um yeah, so they you know they made the U-turn and uh stopped closer to him than they were, but were still a good amount away. It, I think um, it said
0: they were on like the opposite side of yeah, at the first, bridge. Yeah, yeah, and then
1: yeah, so um Anderson had rolled down his window to ask man if he was okay and then stepped out of the car, just you know, being cautious and whatnot. Jason called 911 to summon emergency responders and They just talked to the guy, right? Asked him if, you know, if he was okay. The guy said that he wasn't having some great thoughts. And they were just, they were there for the guy. And uh, emergency services did show up. Um, And with the help of these four young men uh, from the Wee Kings, um, they were able to talk this man down, actually. And he came off off the the edge of the bridge there. Um, One of the police sergeants uh, in Brandon... Did describe the man as a vulnerable person in the community. Uh has said that the man has underwent treatment now since and seems to be doing better, at least. So um and uh yeah, it there's a there's a paragraph here that does say uh ironically, the team's leadership group, which includes Richie, Chase on, and Anderson, um, was actually brought into the coach's office earlier that morning and urged to do just things the right way so um Mm -hmm. their head coach and gm uh marty murray suggested that it said a lot about the four players that they were the ones who you know stopped and lended a hand and that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. um yeah great people these four guys and uh yeah i just wanted to give a shout out to to them for this what's quacking so Mm -hmm. um yeah that was a amazing thing that uh that they did and I can't imagine how many, or for one, how long that guy might have been standing there for, and mm-hmm. in that time, how many people drove past, right? So that's, and, and that's, and that's anything, not to, yeah. yeah, and that's, and that's not to shame those people that did drive past, right? Um, that's just, you know, more so that these are the guys that like really noticed that something might be up, right? And, and, and
0: did something about it, then. yeah, and did something do, about yeah.
1: it. So yeah, shout out to these guys nothing but respect for them now and uh, again yeah if I get to that game against uh, or that's Regina against uh, Brandon here as well right yeah. I will uh, um definitely be watching these guys for sure so they yeah yeah are great hockey players and seemingly even better people so yeah just yeah. wanted to shout these guys out so, to yeah, wrap no, up the show so yeah,
0: yeah it's deserving because yeah I think yeah it's important to just talk about that kind of stuff and like make not even just like praise people when they do it but just like make it aware that Mm -hmm. people do this kind of thing so that hopefully well hopefully nobody comes across somebody in this state like but yeah unfortunately it is an inevitable thing that some people are in those it's
1: something that happens in life yeah dark
0: places very again very unfortunately but um yeah if if these people don't stop then like to, to try and help them out then you know things could end up very differently and yeah these people most times do actually have people that care about them and they just for whatever reason no fault of their own of course don't aren't don't don't recognize that or don't feel that but then when they are gone that's when you know yep like <laughs> you know yeah you know what I'm trying to say. Like people, yep. when they are gone, that the people that do care about them are obviously devastated about it. And uh, so when when people do stop and show, hey, we do care about you, there is somebody yeah. out there. Um, and then it saves pain for other people as well. So is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, so very good on these players, and yeah, hope that. They do well in the future, and that the guy that they uh, they talk down is gets the help, continues to get the help he needs as well. So. Yeah,
1: and and yeah. does a lot better as well. So hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully, a long future ahead of him still too. So because it did say he was about twenty five to thirty, mid, so mid like, 20s, kind of kind 20s, of our yeah. age, right? So. Yeah,
0: and obviously very young yeah. still. So yeah, um,
1: and and if I'm not mistaken, that's a large like because we get to see like kind of some of the numbers for like ages and that that. Of, like mm-hmm. people that listen to us it's like, yeah. a large chunk of our viewing audience as well right so it's, yeah it's
0: males between that can, yeah, age happen, demographic yeah
1: yeah it can happen to anybody so just yeah, yeah keep keep out
0: for one another so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um last thing that i want to say about this and it's totally not related to the um to the situation as a whole but Anderson, Richie, Chason, and Thornton. Are those not the most hockey player hockey names that you've ever heard? Yeah, 100%. Even their first names. Calder, Anderson. Okay, you're named after a trophy. Nolan, Richie. Like, yeah, of course you play hockey. Jake Chason, of course you play hockey too. <laughs> ben and then Thornton. Ben Thornton. Like, just single syllable name Thornton. Joe Thornton. And then, Didn't you have a brother too that played? Um, I'm him? not sure offhand. I feel like he did, and then it was it was another one of those just like basic ass white dudes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know Elite Prospects is good about having like the um, like the, the the like player relationships. So yeah, um, Joe Thornton from Elite Prospects here.
1: Basically, just like if your parents were possibly into hockey at all, you. You yeah. might have a hockey name.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, Our poor kids. When if we if we have them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Why is your kid named uh, Troy, Trevor, Thomas? <laughs> 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 um. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Joe Thornton had cousins named Cody and Scott Thornton um, I don't know
1: I, th- I think it, Thornton is like a, just a common name it, it is just a common
0: name yeah uh, so it's possible they weren't related but uh, but Scott Thornton did play in the NHL for a good chunk from like 90 um, 93 to 2008 actually quite a few games elite prospect does it not show total NHL games Oh no, I just got to scroll more. Um 941 NHL games, Scott Thornton in the NHL. Damn. So yeah. Um Oh, you know, now that I see a pic. If you saw a picture of him you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that guy." Um <laughs> played with the LA played with the LA Kings in like the era of the black jersey with the purple shoulder yoke and just has oh, yeah. like the um it's not even like the soul patch, but just like the single strip beard. Yeah, I, I just got to show you cuz it's fantastic. Yeah. Here. Um <laughs> and Share it for everybody who is also watching, but yeah, just zooming out. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, like you, you've seen this yeah. guy before, and like with the yeah. um, single strip, beard. <laughs> Look at like a little soul patch, <laughs> yeah, it's like a soul patch beard, it's wild. Um,
1: <laughs> remember, my, I remember a few years ago, my uncle had one of those, like long enough that he braided it and he put a bead in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
1: like, my, like uh, my, uh, my my uncle Mike you've met him before yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. that's good <laughs> okay um, yeah with that um, and ending on a slightly lighter note there but again um, if you are in need of assistance um, mental health wise all of the numbers that Nate read off before will be down in the description of this episode so um, if you are comfortable reaching out to those uh, those lines there then those opportunities are down there for you Um so and then, also, if you want to reach out to us for any reason, personal mental health-wise or not because you're comfortable with it or or just for hockey in general or random bullshit in general too, at Quack Report Pod is where you can do that. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Again, we live stream on the latter two there at 7 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesdays and you can interact with us through the chat there and it's a blast. Uh, Nate, if people want to uh reach you if people uh, if, if people, people want to talk about, talk episode, shit about jordan
1: bennington with me you can there you tweet, go <laughs> you can tweet me at tate namas t-a-t-e-n-h-o-m-a-s and if you're up to it you can even tag jordan bennington in that i don't go. know what his twitter handle is offhand i will find it in the quick duration that carter is telling you what to do sounds but good. but just you can let him know as well that one, you're thinking of him, he'll probably go, oh, rent free. But two, you think he's a little bitch. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh that was funny. Like we talked we've literally <laughs> talked for over two hours, and I couldn't think of one thing that we had talked about that I could say. <laughs> if you want to talk to Nate about this, you can do it here. Uh but uh yeah, and then my Gordon
1: is at B I N N N A S T Y.
0: B-I-N-N-N three N's.
1: Three N's.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sorry, what is it? B I N N N? A S T Y. A S T Y. Bin A-S-T-Y. Asty. Like, bin. Oh, like, biz nasty. Ba- but, bin Still nasty. fucking unoriginal. <laughs> Come on, man. That's dumb. That's so dumb. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then myself at, uh, not, I mean, not very original either, but at least it's not trying to be somebody cooler than I am. At Carter underscore pots, P-O-T-T-S underscore at 97 is where you can DM me on Twitter. Uh, thank you guys very much for tuning into this episode of The Quack Report. We'll be back Wednesday or Thursday if you can't make the live stream. Thank you very much, and go Decks, go.